gun position? The girl, the, the redhead. She, I went over to check her out. She ran, and I followed her up here. Don't say redhead, don't say girl. That's all wrong. What you say is suspicious character. You followed a suspicious character. When you got up here, you saw an assassin fire, so you took him out. End of story. Rick, leaving my post is dereliction of duty. It's gross negligence. You killed the assassin! You saved the day! You're a hero, Kevin. That's what happened, and that's how we'll spin it. It wasn't procedure. Screw procedure! Look, who do you think you're talking to? I'm not some beat cop that needs you to plan a piece for him. Kevin, there's one thing I know. It's how to cover my ass. I see this shit happen every day. And what you say and do right this minute is going to change the rest of your life. Go to confession later, but don't bury yourself now. Snake Eyes, 1998 Brian De Palma film. Usually... You know, I say movie, these kind of like styled movies, but just because of the cinematography, the artistic brilliance of De Palma and, you know, Nick Cage, like taking it over the top. Like, so this year we started with uh, a little fun improv and Tony says it's bad. Uh, Tony said he wants to open with a question now from the movie. All right. The question is, in the opening scene, when we see that big tracking shot of Nick Cage walking around, he's on the phone to his mistress. Yes. And he's bought a present for his mistress, Angelica. And yeah. he was like, it's a surprise. And he was like, I'll give you a hint. The hint he gives her, she really wants one and it'll keep her really warm. Mm. What do you guys think this is? Okay, so what's the sexual gift given by a cage? It could be, is it sexual? It's always mistress. It's, so yeah, it's sexual. It's 100% sexual. 100%. But, but what, what's sexual that keeps you very, very warm? I've got a different theory. All right, what, what's your theory? Angelica's a dude. <laughs> no. I mean, much like uh, Sister Act 1. <laughs> wow. Uh, this, this time, I know, this the era when this movie was released, as well as the same time that Sister Act was released, fur coats were really big and really expensive. Oh, so fur coat. Because mm-hmm. that I, was a gift that the guy gave his mistress in Sister Act. Mm, Whoopi Goldberg. So that's my, I'm going to leave thought- it up. I thought you were saying Cage is dating a nun, and then I immediately thought of face-off. <laughs> I mean, face off. Off. He grabs a girl's yeah. ass. No, no, no. I wish. Well, that's interesting. I'm going to so, have to side with... But I still think there's a sexual connotation to the whole conversation. Like, I feel like it's sexual. Um, so I'm going to go with that I want to know premise. what she said to him to make him... Like, it's a surprise. And then he was like, you're going to do what? <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, no, I'll give you a hint. So it's insane. But yeah, we're going with fur coat. Is that what we're going with? I'm going to go with like a vibrator because everything that vibrates and makes like friction will, will warm you up. Ooh. Wait, <laughs> do, do, do dildos come with a heat function? No, batteries, bro. Batteries and shaking. No, but like, they, they, heat, they heat the... themselves. Is that you saying? Guys, no. What? Sorry, what? I've got a question for you guys. Who throws more heat, Nicolas Cage or a vibrator in this movie? <laughs> Vibrators don't emit heat. <laughs> I don't understand what you guys are on about. I'm telling you right now. You can get ones that warm up, but they don't normally do that. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be warmer if you have a vibrator inside you. If, if not. All right, this is like, All right. I prefer the improv than something. <laughs> I reckon the fur coat is the answer. Fur coat well, is probably the answer. That's a good Good answer. Good and then, oh, I guess he could say mm, yummy because she's like, is that all you want me to wear mm. kind of thing? All right, so let's just go into first thoughts of this film and like our first experiences and how do you feel about the movie so jordan is this your first time watching it i bet it is 
Yes, and I'm never going to get that time back. What? What? <laughs> okay, so tell us how you Look, felt nah. and what do you rate it and what, what do you think about the whole movie in general? Okay, just well, just reflect on what you said before about this is this being a film rather than a movie. I can I can see that there's elements to it that are like crafty and nice, like the 12 minute single shot at the start. That actually wasn't a single shot. I feel fucking betrayed. No, it's, um, it's a. It's. I think it was it's, like a twenty it's, minute. It's, it's meant to. It's edited it's to. to look like a one but there is. Yeah, it's still it's hard. It's, it's, it's yeah. still a, a, an accomplishment to to achieve that. Yeah, and it was still like I think it was like ten minutes unbroken, and it was like there was cuts. I in guess there. It, it feels. It feels that way. It feels unbroken. There are like mm. cheats, but the, as I still feel cool. lied to, man. Yeah, anyway, so so what else did you like about the movie? Well, no, I did. I liked the tracking shot. I thought that was good. I I thought. You know, that was really nice and, like, kind of, like, um, artsy, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I thought a lot of the acting throughout the movie was just, like, way over the top, way too cartoonish. Like, it felt like a comic book movie <laughs> when it didn't have to. And I understand that, like, Nicolas Cage usually goes big with his characters anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of part of his, his like, appeal, I guess, hmm. is that he doesn't... He doesn't hold back and he leans really big into characters, but oh my god, like the the sleazy, crazy gambling it, uncle thing bit of over the top was really laid on thick. Yeah. And like a lot of the like emotionally intense scenes were almost like, like a thrown off the rails because they yeah. were so crazy. Yeah, yeah, literally like it felt like a skit. <laughs> so that was that was my main criticism. Like I guess the plot was fun and like interesting and you know, like any, any movie that has like a plot twist is great. Well, even like the multiple perspectives but, too. Like, like you know, there's like six different point of views throughout the movie and of the one scene, which is awesome. Yes, and one's like fabricated. It's re- it's really cool. It's it's amazing in that aspect. Like technical, technically speaking, it's a really great movie. Um, your whole thing with Gary Sins as well. Like he's sort of over the top because you probably mentioned Cage's energy. He's also from the theater as well. Like he's a theater actor. He got his big break with um, uh, what's that? Mice and Men. Yeah, um, he directed it, the film version of the play. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So he was pretty big deal in the nineties. Like he did Forrest Gump. I think he just did Ransom. Was that ninety six Ransom? I think it was. And Apollo thirteen. He did a fair few movies. Gary since. So he was hot. Nicholas Cage was hot. He I think just won a well. He won an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas. Um, and also, Brian De Palma had a bit of a comeback too. Like he just directed Mission Impossible after like Kalito. Oh, this Way. was a comeback thing for him. Yeah, it's like was all, it? Yeah, pretty much. Brian, this is Brian De Palma's second wind. Um, Nicholas Cage is like first like like block star, uh, blockbuster stuff. Like he's he's the reason he's, the movie's getting sold too. Like the poster, his name's on it. It's all about him. Um, and Gary Sinise, yeah, he's hot as he's hot as well. So all three of the principals are, like, big deals. And this movie, I think, underperformed too in the box office, which is surprising. Like, everyone was pretty hot at the time. Um, I think it was a $68 million budget, and um, De Palma, it was, I think it was scheduled for $75 million, but he went under budget. Did, I think the, I think it might have been um, marketed wrong too. Because when mm. I saw the poster, it said Snake Eyes. I was like, oh, it's like De Palma's casino. It's got, like, <laughs> Cage. It's like a... The casino dude and this gambling is going to be like gangsters and blah blah blah. Yeah, that's what my first initial thought was. It does get kind of set up like that. Yeah, it kind of seems like a lot more like I don't know, See, like 
yeah. underground kind of crime thriller or something like that. If this, but, uh, if this movie came out yeah. now, like you look at the fanfare that uh, Scorsese, Fincher, um, especially Oppenheimer director Christopher Nolan, what they get when they open a movie now, there's like their names are all over it. I'm looking at the poster now. It doesn't say De Palma, Cage. Like they would sell it now as a De Palma movie. Because it is definitely a department, you can't doubt that. And this is like, I think this is like him cashing in too, Tony. He's loving what he's doing. And I know, it kind of hurt his career, this movie, I think. No, the fucking next movie did. Was it Mission to Mars? Yeah, I know, but still, this one didn't help it. It needs to make money, man. So what, this didn't do very good in the box office? Or well, it did, it people would, didn't turn out to see so it? So domestically, $55 million and worldwide, 103 So it recovered its budget plus made a bit worldwide. But domestically, it didn't make more than its budget. Um, okay, interesting. Which wow. Is, which is okay. kind of like a failure because as this Nicolas Cage, what, did Con Air, The Rock, like he was pretty hot. Like he was the biggest, he was probably the biggest star at the time. Him and Cruise yeah. probably. And um, they should have, should have, like from the director of Mission Impossible, Scarface. Yeah, they didn't sell it like that. Oh, they yeah. might have, but I don't know. People don't really remember it fondly, this movie. So it's on that note, how do you, you like this movie? I know you picked it. Um, I know the theme yes. now, Jordan, as well. We probably get that towards the end. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to guess it? You can like, guess what it. What are we doing? Have a guess. guess well, the I thought I thought it was flashbacks because mm. all movies featured like a well that would have featured been, a flashback or revol- revolved around flashbacks. Yeah, that would have been a good theme, but it's not. So I already guessed it's not. It's right. But it's Tony, not. it's better. It sounds yeah. like it's better. I might change it. It is flashbacks. Yeah, it is flashbacks. The, the, the original theme was dice. Because Snake Eyes yeah, is a nickname. Dice. Snake Eyes is a nickname yes. for having two ones. The character called Little Dice out of City of God. And uh, Jumanji has dice multiple times. Uh, <laughs> Even though the flashback. Okay, no, I mean, I do like that theme though too because it's a little bit more in between the lines. Like, I do like yeah. that. So don't, and, you know, take some all, points for that. <laughs> and all these movies have sequels too. What? Oh, okay. Wait, what the fuck? There's a sequel to this? Yeah, is yeah, it? it's the G.I. Joe And there's a sequel to City of God? <laughs> no, it's not a G.I. Joe movie. It's a, it's a spin-off called Snake Eyes, which is G.I. Joe character, Tony's preferences. Oh. It's not a sequel. Um, oh. No, and there's no, no sequel there to a, City of God either. Yes, there is. It's called City of Men. There is a sequel to it. Oh, really? For real? Really, really? I'm pretty sure. But I don't think it's as good. I think that they made it because, you know, the first one was so, like, popular. Yeah, it was a cash-in. Yeah. Mm. It is it? So, it obviously, it's made. set, like... In the same environment think, and like follows on to the next. I think it, like, it follows the runs because like you know they, right. they're kids and they turn yeah. to like adults and they it's like yeah. the next reign. That's pretty cool. Right. All right, right. So Tony, what do you mm, think? Okay. What do you think about this movie, Tony? Why'd you pick it? Why'd you love well, it? Well, the first stuff. Well, the thing is with this movie, the first fifteen minutes or have on that first like yeah. opening track in short is is like the best. Yeah. The Palmer, like that's his, that's his best. He's doing his best work right there, and then. There's so much potential, and you're like, oh my god, this movie's gonna be sick. But like, the movie has nowhere else to go except for down after that opening, like after the assassination happens. You can you can feel it. There's lots of so much energy. Yeah. So it just turns into like this average. Well, not average. It's it's a good a good thriller. Yeah. But it's not as it's not as good as you know the first twenty minutes, which I really loved. Yeah. Yeah. It has so much potential. It just sucks. That's his like um signature kind of thing too, isn't it? Tracking shots, yeah, the like one-ons. long tracking shots. Yeah, he likes doing the long takes. Hmm. Okay, well, I mean it definitely is impactful, isn't it? Like it, it is a fantastic um way to hook the audience in because you want to like 
it's almost like you're running alongside the movie the whole time. Yeah. With one of those shots. I do like it, but Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, energy. saying that you do you do feel like a ghost following that Rick Santura character around. That's that's what it feels like. No. Like yeah. you're in yeah. you're in the movie in that tracking shot. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Having this opening shot, like the the, the one essentially, it kind of puts you in a really good mood. Like it, it catches the um, essence of the movie essentially, because like you know how usually movies jump around, murder happens, the next day happens, there's like interviews, and like the next day, like it's kind of like it peaks yeah. in the first fifteen minutes. Like it's overwhelming. The first time you watch, like holy shit, all this information is just flying at you. Yeah, like you feel. Can't, you, you're kind of lost as well. So when the gunshot goes off, it's like a what? Mm. What is going on right now? But having that one that one take too, kind of gives you the feel the whole movie progresses in real time. Like it's just like mm. this. Yeah, you're like nick of time. I saw I like this movie. Let me skip. Let's get to my first impressions of it. This is like what the fourth time I've watched this. We watched it pretty young. Probably one of our first De Palma movies. To be honest with you, Tony. I think we watched this before Scarface, yeah. before. Colido's way. Yeah, mum would have rented it. Yeah, oh, mother would have rented it for yeah. sure. We definitely got a soft spot for these nineties thrillers for sure. Um, especially Nicholas Cage. Like <laughs> his performances back there, I didn't even clock as like out there and strange. Um, now with a bit more perspective, you do like holy shit, he's going large. Like this is just it, his performance. He's art. he's like the he's the he's like the weirdest movie star, isn't he? Like the yeah. most mainstream movie star. He's like definitely the yeah. It's like biggest. The, he chooses the weirdest, the biggest, the weirdest choices, yeah. and he still. We never should have got works. that level of fame, really. Like you see, like the choices he makes of his career now, like Mandy, that weird one where he's like killing like animatronic creatures, uh, the pig, the, like the, even one where he parodies himself. Like he makes these really strange, and he did back then too. Technically, there's something magnetic about the actor. Um, he's so great. Like he definitely elevates this movie. So is De Palma. But I do see how it does go off the rails. Like, that's just to be expected, though. I reckon we should just give some props to Gary Sins because he plays a great villain. Spoiler alert. It yeah. just sucks. That's, just... The, that's the, uh, yes. what do you call that's it? That's the co- Commander Navy Kevin Dunn. guy. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin Dunn. Yeah. yeah. Commander Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Dude, he really, like, just looks like a villain, isn't he? I, <laughs> like, doesn't he? I think it's something to do with the eye bags. <laughs> well, it works so well. his eyes. This is why... He's got snake eyes, for yeah, sure. he got snake eyes. Yeah, he got snake, like... Features as well, like he's very like sharp features. Um, so that do you think, too. like, technically, Forrest Gump could be a sequel then because, like, he's a lieutenant and <laughs> Lieutenant Dan? Well, we didn't Dan see Dan and Don, we they might have got mixed up, mm. you know? Yeah, we didn't see his legs in this, well, so this could be <laughs> speaking of getting lieutenant mixed up. Dunn. There's an actor called Kevin Dunn in this, um, so he shares the same name as like the, the lead character, like one of the lead characters, and apparently, they had like this whole room booked out for like a suite. Like the number one suite for Gary Sins, and uh, his name, oh. the guy's name Kevin Dunny like stayed there for a few nights in like that guy's suite, and they worked it out. So and they, know, yeah, <laughs> so he knows what it feels like to be the star. Yeah, exactly. Like so the, he was uh, treated had the star treatment because it's like they, yeah. they, that's they so filmed, fucked. <laughs> yeah, they filmed in like I think they filmed in Toronto in Canada, and they had like this whole like arena booked out instead of having trailers. They had like motel rooms. And, like, obviously, there's, like, penthouse suites and stuff. So, Cage, De Palma, and Sins are probably all in these nice suites and all these, like, B actors, which is probably everyone else, except for Carla. But I guarantee she wouldn't have got a great room anyway. But, yeah, that Kevin Dunn dude just had, like, the best room. I think Gary Sins was, like, slumming it. But she probably wouldn't be that bad anyway, like, where they're, where they're staying. Uh, it doesn't strike me as a, um, a, a uh, what's it called, a prima donna? Who, Gary Sins? Like 
Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's, cool he's down to earth, and so is um De Palma as well. I, I listened to an inter- uh, interview with him, like before I we started the podcast, and it was so fucking funny, Tony. Because you know Charlie Rose, you heard of him? The interview I put the actual like quote in where yeah, the froze. old dude, yeah, 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 I, interview I, guy. I put I put the quote in now where he froze shade at De Palma because you're also a director. Are you watching the direction of a movie like this when you got somebody you admire? Absolutely. I mean, you can't help but absorb, you know, uh, a lot from working with somebody like Brian. Uh, since since I directed my own film of Mice and Men, that was '91. I've worked with Brian. I've worked with Bob Zemeckis, Ron Howard, John Frankenheimer. I've worked with some good directors. And, you know, I think the next time I uh, next time out uh, as a director, I'll uh, I'll just steal all Brian's sure, stuff. Sure. <laughs> he stole it from somebody. You know, who have you gone to school on? He, he, t- he takes inspiration. Yeah, inspiration. That's right. Like he's a huge Hitchcock fan, and he definitely takes. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. If you watch, like, I think what was it? Strangers on a Train, and what was that Raising Cain? It was one of them. Some some shots were like stolen or a psycho even. It's like shot for shot stuff. It's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but Tony loves um, De Palma, so yeah, I love him. I haven't seen any. I don't think I've only seen like a couple of Hitchcock movies. I think they're a bit before my time. So oh, think, they're worth watching though. What have you? What have you seen? I, I watched Weird Window. Yes, good. And that was great. Good. What's Jay his Campbell best, work. Tony? What's his best? You have seen Psycho, right? Like you got it. No, I'm too scared. I don't like horror movies. <laughs> it's not. It's not that. Like think about it. Like at the time it was released, like you had to be kind of. Careful what you put out there. It couldn't be too risque. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen American Psycho. Yeah. I mean, that's worse. I think, like in terms of <laughs> content and scary stuff. Mm, With the Psycho the thing, only- popular culture yeah. has pretty much painted the brush for that movie for me. Like, I don't feel like I need to watch it, so I've not seen it yet. But I, I get all Simpsons the beats. Yeah, and plus all like the videos I've watched about film, they always show like clips of like like Norman Bates when he's like acting like the mother and like him with the wig running at her and the girl in the shower, like all this stuff has been spoiled for me. Um, spoil alert. If you <laughs> just probably spoil it for you too, but it's, all, <laughs> it's populated everywhere. So it sucks because I think it would be a great movie. And like, but yeah, as I told you, said the Simpsons, a whole bit with Maggie, like hits him on the head and the paint drips. And it's just like the music. It sucks that like something that's so groundbreaking is so heavily spoiled. But it's that's why it's so like it's it was so groundbreaking that like set the tone for like movies for the next decade. Do you know what I mean? It really mm. revitalized and oh, changed yeah. how people put suspense into film. So, so master of suspense, literally. But yeah, so I like this movie. Um, I'll save my final thoughts for later. So guys, so Jordan, your best friend comes up to you, and <laughs> you know a location of someone you just met, and they said, "I'll give you a million dollars to tell me where they are." And you know they're going to kill him. What would you do? <laughs> Don't. What well, random do person? It's pretty much. It's pretty much random. Julia to Rick Santero was. I suppose like the difference here though is about like he's trying to do the greater good as well. He's literally preventing other people from dying by not giving away her location. So that kind of makes me think he did the right thing, but. I trust my own bestie's judgment. If she wants to <laughs> take someone out, I'm going to trust it for a good reason. And, for and I'm going to tell her where they are. What about you, Tony? If for a million dollars, <laughs> I'll pull the trick on myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, let's bring out that ethical question. Was it out of character for him to turn it down? I know it's like the whole point of the movie sometimes. 
how he's like has he grows like a conscience or not even grows a conscience but just does the right thing. Um, like, well, we, that's one of my nitpicks of the movie. Yeah. I, think, we'll get the, uh, I reckon we'll get to the plot breakdown. We will save that. Yeah. Um, so, what do you guys think? We'll get some movie smoothie going or not? Yeah, let's do it. Right, let's so do it. We'll need some movie smoothie. All right, let's get some ingredients. Tony, you got to be running it again? Yeah, but you kind of just stepped on my uh, movie smoothie by asking that question. That's all right. All right, so let's do the movie smoothie. Let's add some ingredients, Jordan. Um, do you want me to go first or you can add some? Actually, yeah, no. you go first. You, let's, uh, yeah. let's create a conspiracy. What do we need to make a conspiracy? So we need like at least five guys, which I didn't know. Let's have like a steadfast rule. So Five guys got, for a conspiracy? Yeah. It sounded like you needed that that number five. Until As in in film or in what? I don't know if that's in real life or not. If, it, if, you need, if it's more than five people involved in a murder, it's a conspiracy. Oh. I wonder if that's okay. a rule. I'm going to look that up later. Well, that's what the if movie like sort of implies, is what I thought. Anyway, so we'll go that. We'll go wigs. Um, definitely a lot of cleavage in this movie. Uh, oh, my God. Gambling, blood money. That's a bit on the nose, though, as well. Legit. Um, Gary Sins, Nicolas Cage, I think him. De Palma, One Take, Casino, uh, horny, definitely horniness. <laughs> uh, good squib work. Did you say boxing? Uh, you to add something? Um, I'm going to say, yeah, sleaziness. <laughs> Guns. A a, uh, a tropical storm. Um, yeah, tropical storm. I like that. Tropical storm's got to go in there. Um, uh, I had a good one and I can't remember what it was going to be. The mum from Spy Kids. There we go. <laughs> yeah, mom, yeah, she's so fine. Just I was like, quick the whole time we were watching like the first couple scenes, I was like, who is this bitch? Who is she? And then I realised, like, I was like, oh my God, it's the mum from Spy Kids. Like, what a Like, she's got my golden career. girl. She got my golden girl. She wins the theme for golden girls. I don't know if we gave one for Jumanji. Um, I think it was Helen Hunt because she – oh, actually, no, the mother – the surrogate mother wins the um, Jumanji one. But I'm going to give it to Cara Gugino. She's so fine. God damn. Did you give one to uh, City of God at all? Yeah, I did. I gave it to um, – what do they call the golden trio? The tender trio, is it? But, yeah, you gave it to one of them. No, I gave it to one the guy who has, like, a crush – and like they go to run away together, and she's like in the car as she gets the guy gets shot. Oh, so that guy or the guy's girl? The guy's girl, clearly, mate. Okay. No, I give. <laughs> nah, the guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy was so hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I'm gonna delete all that. Um, but yeah, so the golden girl is definitely Kara. What do you guys think? Would you swing both ways for her, Jordan? Yeah, I would. I like the pixie cut thing, but I really thought you would have picked the ranger. To be honest, I don't know what. I, I don't know why. <laughs> It's the glasses that tipped me over. Those glasses she was wearing. <laughs> she's so, yeah, she's hot. What, her being like legally blind is a turn on for you? <laughs> no, 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 when she was legally seeing, like when she had the glasses on was hot. I like the glasses side of things. Okay. Um, what about you, Tony? What do you give her your pro? I know you like her too, bro. <laughs> hey, mate. If I had to recast anyone in this movie, it would be her. What? She's not believable what? as a ballistic examiner. What do you mean? Because she's a woman, bro. She's dressing she's, like that for to get into the like the. To no, the I'm fight. Sorry, no, she's way too attractive. It just takes the my sense of humor. That's sexist, attractiveness bro. means you can't be smart. No, <laughs> that's what it sounds like to not, me. Not that level. Not no. that level of attractiveness. What are you talking about? You are so cancelled. We're just bro. talking about the ballistic. We're so cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> are you no. saying it's Denise Richards thing with um Doctor yes, Christmas it, out of James, James exactly. Bond? 
that took me out of the movie as well. That's like, so much different because she looks like so much younger and she's like a nuclear <laughs> physicist and she's got like, she dresses like a stripper. Yeah, I don't know. This just, it just took me out. No, I reckon, I reckon she's believable. And she's a really good actress too. Like, um, I don't know if you guys like, seen so, House of Hogs She was playing Hill. a super spy. Yeah, I believe that. Like in Spy Kids. Yeah. But a spy mum. <laughs> she's so I mean? good like, in so Spy fun. Kids too. Oh my God. She's yeah, amazing. Not the best. Not the best casting. They should have no. Mel Streep. They should have Mel Streep would have been fine. Dude, I think she's, like, she's always good. Tony. Yeah. No, shut up with Mel Streep, bro. What the hell? They can't. They the they tone. need to have some sex appeal there. Otherwise, people won't watch it. And like, yeah, she's perfect casting. Nicholas Cage needs she, to get the woman somehow. I don't think it was implied, but it was good they didn't go too hard on them two getting together. But oh, I hate right. like that was so dumb. Like literally, he was a deadbeat with the cocaine addiction, and she was like, "Yeah, come back to mine." What the fuck? No, no, no it's because what it's because what he did at the end redeemed himself. Okay, word. Um, but yeah, Cario Gugano. Here comes the pain, baby. Are we starting it? Here comes the pain. We really like it. She's so hot. So, our movie's movie, this movie's about a man named Ricky Santoro. He's the sewer king. Um, he cheats on his wife, his mistress, and his bookie. Ricky needs to decide, will he be true to himself and take $1 million to cover up an assassination for his childhood friend, or expose the truth, and then in turn, expose himself. And that's the uh, the movie's movie. Oh, and plus, and plus if, if you're a female in this movie, you either have to be wet, or show a lot of cleavage to be, you know. Because <laughs> of the rain, not word. talking about anything word. else. Did you... No, um, the girl at the start didn't have any cleavage, but she was yes. wet. Yes, So it counts. I know, Tony. Did you write that smoothie or did you rip that smoothie? I feel like he, like, Googled something. But I honest. wrote that smoothie. It doesn't matter. Oh, the, the smoothie's saved no matter what, because when he's like, bring the pain. <laughs> well, if you exactly. wrote that, that was really, like, craftily done, so I'm really impressed. Yeah, 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 really yeah. Well. yeah I'm, I'm actually not that dumb. I am dumb, not that dumb. You know, no, I'm just saying, like, it just was a good summary. <laughs> All right, All right. I, before we get into the movie, I've got one question for you, Tony. Yes. Uh, have you seen Ransom, Jordan? You probably haven't. Ransom? Nah. So I was- great, great movie. Mel Gibson. We're to cover Mel Gibson movies real soon because he's, like, one of the best actors. He's, he's post 100. Yeah, he's post well, all of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> Payback's definitely one of them. But no, in the movie Ransom, Gary Sins plays a very, very Convincing. similar character. But two, oh, it's the same character. Because he's so good at it, man. Do you know what it is? It's, For- it's Forrest Gump. Because you watch that movie and he's like, oh, he's a good guy. He's kind of. I don't, of that, I don't know, man. That's the best thing he's about. A good guy. The best thing about Forrest Gump is with Gary Sins, how he looks bad and he looks yes, like. But he's got he's got a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he convinced. Yeah, he has like that. Um, we should pick Reindeer Games, another Gary Sins movie. What the fuck? I've already said this is on the list. <laughs> I want to do it fucking for Christmas. Yeah, we should. We do it next Christmas, mate. It's already locked in. Uh, um, next Christmas, but yeah, no. He says it's like he has a really good energy, Gary. Since um, I was gonna say, which movie did he do better in? Is it Ransom or <laughs> Snake Eyes? Uh, I think. Well, he, he had one big scene in this movie, and that's when he's talking about like, uh, I'm a soldier. Like these, like it's mm. like he's trying to justify his. We'll actions. save it for the plot. Yeah, the plot breakdown. Um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like my favorite scene. That was his big, that was his big moment in the movie. Like it was yeah. great, but he doesn't have <laughs> the only thing he does in this movie is look around ever since look at his face, like looking for somebody or <laughs> Yeah, you know but I mean? it's effective, right, Jordan? But that, that was like that's half the suspense is him looking around. Mm. Which is crazy good props, right? That's yeah, it. I don't know. I that wasn't the main suspense point for me, I don't think. I really don't think. Like No, but he you, he's driving the suspense. I'm telling you right now. Like he makes a big difference. 
he's he's value added to like the suspense anyway. Look, he, um, he's just he's just a good bad guy. I think that's that's the bit, and that's like why. I think it drives the suspense in the way of like, oh, what's Nick Cage going to do? He's really a bad guy, but they're best friends. Oh, my God, what should yeah. they do? So, yeah. Actually, are you saying that now the two main lead of, the two main characters in this movie, Kevin Dunn and uh, Vicky Santuro, remind me of <laughs> not a the lot actor. of... No, the characters. Remind me yeah. of a lot of uh, me and you, Shane. Yeah. At, no, the, right, start, right. at the start, anyway, I feel yeah. like you're more Ricky. Let's get into it. I'm definitely Ricky, and you're definitely, but we're definitely this more alike than we want to be. He's like secretly a piece of shit, right? And I'm just openly a piece of shit <laughs> with a heart of gold, right? Yeah, and we uh, we have hearts of gold, really. But you're Tony. You seem justified in your piece of shit. I'm just like I know I'm a piece of shit, but I don't kill. I lo- I love their dynamic. I, though. I try to hide that I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying I don't hide it. I'm not that big a piece of shit, but. I'm not going like, to... Yeah, you're not ashamed of it like I am. I'm not ashamed I like of your honesty, shit. guys. This is really nice. I yeah. feel like this is like a honesty session. <laughs> but yeah. I've already cancelled anyway, now. so fuck you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we open can't, You can't cancel me twice, right? Actually, if yeah. you cancel me twice, does that mean I'm back? You're cancelling the cancel? <laughs> no, but this this whole podcast is already cancelled, bro. I remember Dre saying like, you guys are cancelled. Like, <laughs> I think Jeepers Creepers, unreleased episode, so <laughs> that's why we didn't release it. If you want it, email in. Um, but it's a scene where we argue if one of the prosthetic dead people are, are black or not. <laughs> yeah. It's a big I argument. I swear to God. It was an argument, but the guy was clearly, like, the prosthetic was black. Was I on I, that side? I can't I'm remember. I'm pretty sure I said it doesn't matter. And then you uh, whatever happened on was, about it, you and anyway, Shorty. This, anyway, if you want the episode released, let me know. It's not a bad episode, but it was like a third ever episode, so we're still learning learning the ropes. So let's just start with our movie now. We open up with a rainstorm, and this is supposed to set up our ending, which it kind of does, but do you guys know about the deleted footage at the end? Oh, yeah. The, the, was not a big tidal wave or something, like a big yeah. CGI mess? Well, they filmed the majority of it. Do you know about this, Jordan? Yeah, I read that in the uh, in the yeah. IMDb. It sounds crazy that they sank so much money into it and then just chose yeah. not to include it. Like, what... What was well, the problem? I think them the CGI. Putting it in there? But I, if you go on YouTube, you actually can find the scene. Um, like it's majority of it's there. So all they got is like the water coming into the room, a big ball crashing through, and like just flood essentially. But I don't think they filmed anything after that. Um, but like the, the impacts there, and like, but I don't know. The movie did end. It's like the last half an hour isn't is very weak. Yes, it just as Tony said, off. it gets. It just gets progressively worse towards it. I, I like the movie. I'm not going to badmouth it. Um, only because I'm just probably nostalgia, just get a nostalgia hit. But anyway, so we open up with this reporter. She like gives a finger. I love that little touch when she's like, one, two, three. It's, it's setting the tone of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. This scene. Well, it's like, it's like the film on film stuff. You know what I mean? He loves to film people filming. What, what, is it, isn't this movie a big commentary on the media as well? What, yeah, there's, there's shades of that where it's like, don't say it's a hurricane. Say it's a tropical s- storm yeah. or something. The ending's sort of like that too where he's like a hero and then they just right, want to get yeah. the worst out of him. And like they kind of destroy him. Like, anyway, let's just get back to the movie. We get introduced to our lead, Rick Santoro. He is going crazy. As a sleazy I'm on TV, look. Ma. Rick Santoro. Hello, Richard Santoro. Ah, I'm Ricky. <laughs> yeah, oh like, my god! This the whole opening scene with him. I was like, yeah. how are we supposed to? I love it. It's like real this? though. <laughs> it's real though, right? It's how like a douchebag sleazy cop would act. And you know what? I guess like now that you've said that, 
it does set up well for the big reveal with his best mate being the bad guy and stuff because he is equally just as bad in so many different ways. Oh, he's worse. So much like, fodder could be brought up about him with other things. I, but, yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting, like, I guess, way to string it out and it makes the audience, mm. like, think about it a bit better, a bit more. Well, okay, let's talk about his wardrobe real quick. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> he's wearing, like, a leather, some weird leather jacket thing, right? And then that colourful, colourful shirt underneath. Do you know that he picked out this costume? Wow, not surprising. Yeah. On purpose? It's wacky. He called, yeah, he, he called, yeah, he called the Palmer. He's like, I found it. I found Ricky Santero's suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. But it, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Um, and it's on the poster as well, right? Oh, no, but it's purple on the poster, the one I saw. Changed the color of it. It's not, it's not brown. Mm. It's like a purple jacket. Yeah, it's a, it's a great look. Um, it really tells you but as i said this is all it's a great look but they wisely changed him into like more proper attire it does and exactly works well for the movie like you're establishing character establishing like how sleazy he is um all right guys i've got a little uh pro (laughs) so nicholas cage is a good actor right now i've got like a little challenge for you too to see if you're um he's a good actor but in this opening scene he's gone he's gone a bit big and i was was thinking what was the movie did before this it was face off i don't think Mm. he shook travolta yet I think he's still in that Travolta <laughs> mindset. No, like, Tony's always like that, man. Like, hold up. What's he, what was his three movies before that? Con Air. Definitely face... So, yeah, so he was kind of reserved in that. Con Air, The Rock, he's still reserved. I feel like... When he did face oh, no, off, he, goes lo- he goes big in The Rock sometimes. Yeah, There's a couple of scenes like where this. he's like... This, like, the law flourishes here. Like, mm. yummy. <laughs> yummy. Yeah, that, that line yeah. delivery was so, like, ugh. <laughs> that's how, but that, that's how you know it's a one-er, too, because, like, the, there's mm. little lines here and there that, like, don't sound, like, polished. Yeah, but they're like, ah, this is the best one we've got kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the best one we've got. Mm, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was a, it was a great 90s, though. So, Kiss of Death, if you've seen it, it's a great movie. Live in Las Vegas, haven't seen it. He is yet. great in Kiss of Death. That is yeah. a character yeah. he's playing. Oh, I, re- yeah. I actually, like, only found out about that movie the other day. I really want to watch that because it's got, like, vampires so in good. it. <laughs> no, 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 What one are you thinking? What one are you talking about? Kiss what of, one am I? Kiss of, Kiss of Death <laughs> is him as a buff. And Asthmatic. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, what's the one where uh, he, like, gets obsessed and like, he thinks he's God. turning into a vampire or some shit? Yes, Come on. That's Vampire's Kiss. What one is that? Tony? Vampire's, Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. Oh, so, like, so, like literally is nearly the same. <laughs> no, it's not nearly the same. This one's called Kiss of Death and one's called Vampire's Kiss. And they're, like, t- ten years apart. Both star Kate, same diff. so you can't really blame her. Yeah. Literally same but, diff. And they both have Kiss so, in the title. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about a quick bet me and Tony won. Um... <laughs> I actually can't remember the details of it. How about we talk about the ones you've lost, mate? Let's focus on that yeah. so we don't keep gambling. Well, like, Snake Eyes is about gambling, and, like, he makes a big bet. Tony and I were watching a movie with two f- close friends. Um, shout out to Claire and Shorty. Shorty's one of our guests. There's a scene that's pretty ambiguous about if someone got raped or not. And me and Tony are like... We say, we say she got raped, right, Tony? That's what side we were on. Yes, we said, like, she was raped. But <laughs> yeah, and raped. it was like... <laughs> yeah, and like, and like, no, she didn't get raped. She didn't get raped. Like, nothing happened. Nothing happened. And it turned out she did. And but like I said, the scene was ambiguous, and we won. Like, what? We won a free dinner out of it. It was a fifty-fifty bet, and yeah. we we won. That but it was raped. It was definitely the ridiculous choice was that she got raped. I'm ashamed. Um, didn't suit the tone. I know it's very dark. But anyway, talk about bets and stuff. He actually no. Let's go back to my original point. So you guys think you're good as Cage? Um, 
is a little challenge for you and I want you guys both to try it and I'll try it if you guys both do it. So in this opening scene, he has a like a one-man show essentially, like a one-sided sex conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, I want you guys to have a one-sided sex conversation. All right, you got, he wants to go first. As in like, the are you talking about the phone call? Yeah, but you make it up yourself. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> Tony, you can do it. You'll take it out of context knowing you. You'll fucking you edit something crap into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit like my me talking to you on the other side. <laughs> like you're like editing like <laughs> quotes from The Simpsons or something. <laughs> or like, do you like it up the ass? Oh, baby, I like when you do that <laughs> or some shit. All right, Tony, what are you doing, Tony? You, you have a one-sided. You, can you keep it as PG or R-rated as you want? All right. <laughs> hey, hey, baby. Three. Oh, oh I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, three, two, one, go. Hey, baby. Yeah, yeah, I got it. No, the keys, the keys. <laughs> I don't need a loop. Do you think? Okay. I'll, I'll call her. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it wasn't sexy enough until you're like, I'll call her. And I was like, okay, I'm back in. <laughs> But yeah, did that right. sound convincing? It did. At the, well, to what, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Getting the keys, what? And then you're like, I'll call, I'll call. I was like, okay, that could be sexual. Can All my right, Oscar nomination turn. be Tony's phone call this episode? Yes. Is that cool? Yeah, well, Jordan, it's your turn. I'm not doing right. it, bro. I can't. I'm actually, I'll like. Up. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Hey, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about you too. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I can put something on. Ooh. <laughs> All right. It wasn't as good as Tony because you didn't give any detail. <laughs> that All was, I know there was a guy on the other end. I want to hear the other end real. of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, it was too real. <laughs> All right, I'll give, it, I'll give it a go. All right. So give me a countdown, guys. Okay. Right. Three. Three, two, one. Oh, Hello. Oh, hey, what's going on? I'm thinking about your day. Yeah, I'm excited for tonight too. What? Go to the shops and pick up some butter? Whipped oh, whip cream. <laughs> okay, I can do that. I'm not going to wear that thing again. Like, it hurts. I'm not doing that. We did it last. I'm not doing that. I'm not fucking doing that again. All right, I'll, I'll call him. I'll call him. <laughs> so, for that phone call, it sounded like you're making a cake or something and you don't want to wear the apron. Again. Oh, I you thought it was a cock cage or something. That's fine. <laughs> Hold That's what up. What the fuck is a cock cage? Sorry? What is a cock cage? You don't know what that is? Okay. I'm not I'm not oh. doing sex ed for you, Shane. <laughs> well, is it the like, is it a thing where you can't touch their cock? It basically is a cage you put over your cock and it <laughs> like won't let you get an erection pretty much. It's a di- it's not Nick Cage, it's Dick Cage. Yeah. What the fuck is this shit? All right, well, at least we worked out something. Um, we're digressing majorly. Um, <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> All right, sorry. Let's get back to the movie. We're not talking about Nick. We're talking about, not talking about Dick Cage. We're talking about Nick Cage. Um, but yeah, as I said, this one is amazing. It puts it sets a tone for the movie perfectly. It gives you like a whole big environment. You're yeah, chasing. I think I watched the one uh, like four times. It's just so watchable, and like Dude. that's when you start noticing the cheats as well. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a cheat. There's a cheat. That's where they stop. Yeah, and like the, be so. when you run to the back of their shoulder and stuff. And but what's black. impressive when Nick Cage is on the phone, what he's doing is change his direction. He'll change his the phone in his, on the other side of his face, so his, his yeah. face is always shown. Yeah, man, it's he's really, a movie it's really star. subtle. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's like, you just those little things. Yeah. Also, all the background movement too. Like, there's stuff going on everywhere. Like, that's hard to choreograph and, like, yeah, you can see, make it look real. You can see why... <laughs> I reckon they just blew their load. I reckon the Palmer was doing the, like, I reckon you play the whole movie like this or whatever. Tony, it went, first, un- like, it went in under budget, Tony. I know, but I feel like you did the first 15 minutes. Yeah, under budget, because it's like this. No, nah, I'm dropping the fucking one and shit. Takes too oh, long. No, I don't think it was always planned to be the whole movie. I think it was until the assassination. That's when oh, they no. stopped. I just feel like, because it was so good, like, so much effort's been put into it. And mm. there was like this. They didn't have the endurance for it. They're like, yeah, oh, fuck it. We'll just do it. Nah. It'd be interesting, though, if he, like, admitted to it. Like, nah, I gave up. I want to do a whole one Maybe they pitch it to, like, Nick Cage that way. Um, yeah. I just cool, like, at the point, though, because Gary Sins was, like, on the fence about doing the film. Well, not on the fence, but as soon as you found out De Palma and Cage. Nick Cage was involved, he was in. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. He wanted to work with both. Because, <laughs> like, Nick Cage was, like, you don't understand how big he was, especially after, like, like Con Air and... Was like he that, on the Oscar? Then he went. Run. Then he went. Conair face off. Fucking and the Rock. The, the Rock. Three in a row. Bang bang bang. Biggest movie star. Saying that, so we're talking about movie stars. You know, De Palma in the nineties. Yeah. He's worked. You want? You want to hear his movie star lists? And I don't need to say the um the first. I know name Tom either. Cruise, Al Pacino, um John John Lithgow. If you want to count him. Okay, go Willis, for it. John Travolta. Willis yeah, Hanks. Willis. Oh. <laughs> Lifko, Ficino, Penn, yeah. and Cruz, and Cage. All yeah. in a row. These movies are all in yeah. a row. Well, bon, you, we should talk about Bonvar's Vanities because that like kill, almost killed his career. Tom Cruise saved it. You know Tom Cruise, because he bought, I don't know, he had the rights to Mission Impossible, and he and like his first movie he produced was Mission Impossible, and he yeah. chose De Palma. Like, he made sure it was him. Like, I don't That's kind of cool. He revived his career. Yeah, That's he wasn't really nice. Get, uh, yeah, it was really nice. But he's so talented. And, and I know, what was it? The Palmer's like, I need a hit. Who's on the phone? Mm. Cruise? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely doing that movie. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. But even though, like, Cleto's way, like, that movie was amazing. That's probably, like, his best movie, right, Tony? Yes. I love that Arguably. Movie. I don't know. It kind of went under now. the radar. It's kind of how, like, De Palma, like, he bombed with Bonfire's Divinity. I think he went to Cleto's way. Kind of got a bit more, like, tread and then, what, Mission Impossible after that? Yeah. Wait, actually, Shane, saying this, the opening scene, right? Is a one Do you think he's trying to top Scorsese and Goodfellas? <laughs> you can't top that scene. <laughs> no, th- I think he, he has topped the scene. No, he has. De Niro wins. Uh, not De Niro. Fucking De Palma wins, bro. De Palma, De Palma does not win in that, that fight. The one's iconic, literally. Every time they talk about a one they always bring up. This Goodfellas. should be iconic. If it had fucking Pesci. Yeah, the movie was pretty. <laughs> Gary Sinister's character. Again, he's what? Eight years late. 1990 was Goodfellas. Yeah, but he'd probably watch Goodfellas like, you know what, I can beat that. Let's, let's, let's yeah, look at Snake Also, guys. I'm pretty sure what, Untouchable was 89 and it had like a, a one up with the climax as well. Yeah, Close yeah. to. It was one of them. Yeah. There's a scene in Untouchable, pretty sure. Which also, what? Who's in uh, that all role? I'm, all who's I'm that the cast, Tony? You should mention them. Kevin Costner. No, nah, but uh, Sean the Connery. 90s is cleaner. I'm going to say 90s. Yeah, but that's a, that's a big, good cast, man. Anything with Sean Connery. Fuck, he's awesome too. I watched an interview with him the other day. He was just like... Big movie stars, yeah. Yeah, like, he pretty much was the biggest star. And, like, Kevin Costner was technically bigger at the time, but no one was bigger than Sean Connery on a, on a film set. Probably he's iconic, until, that's why. Yeah, probably until, icon. like, even his, like, gravitas, Tony. Like, I wonder, we, dude, we have to watch The Rock again. Because I wonder who, like, oh, Nick Cage is not afraid of anyone, eh? That's what's one thing with, with the good thing about Nicolas Cage. Like, he will just do his thing with anyone no matter what. He's not intimidated. Yeah, I think because he's, I think he views himself as an artist. 
you know? Because, mm. you know, didn't we discuss like Cruz took a backseat to Newman and I gave Newman the that. spotlight? I'm pretty sure um, I said it. Yeah, but New- Newman owned that movie. Yeah, Newman goodness. did own that movie. But I, I, yeah, but I think Cruz let him, let him take it. I'm saying Nicolas Cage would never let any actor take a movie from him. Well, is it fucking Face Off is good proof of that? Yeah, there's like pretty much both were <laughs> trying to take the movie one on one. Him and Travolta, like he's not going to back down. That's why I love Cage. Um, man, we need to start getting through this movie though. Um, so pretty much, there's all this stuff about him being degenerate. He's like, oh, champ, champ. I love how you can see because you see this scene again, but through someone else's point of view. The, yeah, the boxes POV. Yeah, he's like, go Tyler, go Tyler, go. Like he's fucking his energy's insane. Oh, the whole bit. And it's just like, it's cringy though. I mean, I'm sure that's how it's supposed to be, but. (laughs) He's like trying to like put a bet on with this guy. And he's like, you know, my money's always good, but yeah, you're always late. (laughs) So you can tell it's just like not reliable. Like you get so much exposition about this character with like a few interactions with people. Because how much money do you put on the fight? Like the money was three grand. Three grand. And it would have been, he would have have bet the the pay-per-view guy's money too. It was only a hundred, but it was just funny. He's just like, <laughs> "Well, that was actually it's a good callback too." It was a hundred bucks, like you, you big spender. Um, but then he gives him back the hundred. That was the blood money. <laughs> he's like, "Here's your hundred back. All bets are off." Um, great scene, but no. Um, and then we see Louis Guzman. He's like one of the one of the best he's character a actors going. Yeah, he's the dealer. He's just like a heroin dealer, or I think it's heroin. Um, great scene how like very dynamic how he runs away and he goes down the stairs that's another thing about one is too when you go room to room especially down a flight of stairs and stuff like that's when it's the most dynamic and interesting but yeah they have great chemistry these two because he's also he plays just like a good sleazebag as well uh, Louis Guzman Um, I don't know if you know him Jordan but have you seen Wednesday he's like the new guy yes I immediately like yeah picked up on that I was like, oh, yeah. it's okay. He's in something Pretty else well, that I really like, but I can't remember. I actually literally think it's Spy Kids. Is he in Spy I, Kids? I think he's um, in Spy I Kids. I could not tell you the top of my head, but he's in over 150 credits. Damn. Um, wow. He ranges from like great to bad movies, but definitely he's in a lot of good movies. Like he's in Cluedo's Way. He has a really he's good... a standout. He always stands yeah. out. Yeah. He's like st- sometimes steals a movie sometimes, but he never gets the opportunity to really. He's just a character actor, support actor. Um, I don't think he's ever led a movie, to be honest with you. Um, but no, he's always great. And I said that chemistry is amazing when he like <laughs> takes his money, <laughs> just robs him blind. Essentially, you can tell this guy's a dirty cop, extortion. Um, oh, and the way like people actively like kind of avoid him through the start of the movie as well. You're like, okay. And he definitely right. abuses his power as well as a cop. Like he just goes like pulls out his badge out when he needs to, and like you need a hand. He's like, nope, because he's clearly doing something illegal, like robbing this dude. Um. But yeah, no, what I find amazing too, because it's all like, it's supposed to be one shot, but the way, how he keeps his energy level up, because after that whole scene when he takes, robs the money, um, the fighter comes, Stan Shaw, like the Lincoln Tyler, so Tyler, the boxer, he walks past and Nick Cage's energy is like, go Tyler, go Tyler, go. He's like, he's going <laughs> insane, jumping up and down. He's like, I love you. Because <laughs> like, obviously he's got, mo- I love that shit. Because he's like got money <laughs> He's got money on him. He's just like how you would act when you see someone. I think he's not the it's underdog. Is he? He's like that, the favorite. It's that video of you guys at the Dubbo races. And like oh, yeah. you're cheering, when you're cheering on, you don't even know if the guys won. Like if it was your yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. That video was out of context. We won, but we didn't know. Like we're like, wait, do we win this much money? We're like, wait, let's do the math. No. Here. Oh, okay. yeah. 
But anyway, he gets like, this is very confusing, this whole seven, this girl that holds number seven, he's like, it's my favorite number. The my lucky number girl. seven. Do you know that's his yeah. birthday? Oh, 7th really? of January. 7th. Oh, wow. So maybe he actually asked for seven too, no one. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> this plot point here, has, I was kind of confused by it. Like, it's happened multiple no, times. No, it's, it's, just, it's just a thing that makes him remember what he was looking at. When so it was like he, a checkpoint in the scene. Checkpoint yeah, in the scene. Yeah, but when he's like, I like number seven. He's like, oh, I remember looking at her and then I saw the blimp. And he's like, oh, mm. the camera. Okay. That's how he works it out. That's all it was gotcha, for. Gotcha. Yeah, and it seems like she got shot the way she acts went over the phone. Yeah, she just sees someone get um, murdered. But you see, like, this is where you have to pay attention to the movie, when you, ringside. So the ringside is the c- conspiracy area, essentially. And, like, mm-hmm. as I said, so many moving parts. This is your first perspective of, the like, the murder. Yep. All the, the assassination, we call that. All the scale of people. It's insane. Um, you get this Gary Sins as well. You get their introduction together. You, you tell their long-term friends, like, childhood friends. Um, you can tell... <laughs> Like, you get some more, like, sleazy details about Nicolas Cage about having two, like, a mistress and a wife. It's like, this is talked about behind the scenes. The Gary since when he first on set, pretty much he had to, like, catch up to Cage. And he's like, can we slow down the scene? And De Palma's like, no, 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 we have to go at this pace. Yeah, the energy. Like, Keep the the energy, energy, yeah. Like, Gary since didn't like to go this fast and so, like, frantic, essentially. And, like, because he said, he said it took him a while to ca- like, catch up to De Palma and Cage. But I feel like De Palma was just like, no, we're going with Cage. I think he got seduced by Cage, I think. You think Cage is setting the pace, you think? Yeah, I 100% think so. I think De Palma just, probably just captivated by him, which is kind of bad too, because I think Jordan's right. I think he hurt the overall, like the ceiling, didn't he, Jordan? Yes. Cage, caged in the potential of the movie. It kind of made it into a Cage movie. And like set the tone of it being like a little bit goofy. You know, and I don't know, I think throughout the start, like, you want to kind of make the main character, like, a little bit likable, and they really just <laughs> retracted away from that. I you know, Tony, like, do you, do you love him? I mean, because I can res- I respond really well to his character and, like, his morals and stuff. Like, maybe I like him more than you guys do, but I loved, I loved um, Nick, Rick Santoro. Well, yeah, so he's not an honest man. Actually, yeah, he's he dishonest because he lies to everyone, except for Kevin. He's very honest with Kevin. Talks about his mistresses and everything. Because, I mean, because he feels like he can and because they enable each other. And that's also, that's the villain. That's the worst guy. Like, do you know what I mean? You, you, there's not much distinguishing Nick Cage from Kevin. But he does the right thing one time. <laughs> but that's that's what I mean. Like, it'd feel like, it'd feel like a bit more of a, I don't know, a triumph, I guess. Because... If you'd established him as a likable person and like maybe like a good friend or something like that, you'd that'd be such a more impactful decision at the end. But the fact like straight off the bat you don't like the character, there's nothing that like makes you go ah. Oh. Like even with like movies that revolve around a villain, um, you know, there's something about them that like makes the audience sympathize with them or like y- you know. So I just feel like that movie didn't. This movie doesn't set that up. Well enough. So, are you a Nicolas Cage fan, Jordan? Mm, no, I understand. I understand his hype in some ways. Like he he can be like a really good actor, depending hmm. on what movie it is and like what movie. Like if the movie kind of complements him, that's great. Yeah, I don't that's feel like this point. movie did. Um. So yeah, I don't know. He's not bad. It's, it's interesting though, like cult like fandom Nicolas Cage has. Because I was gonna like I was mowing the lawn today. 
and I was going to like listen to something about Snake Eyes. And honestly, I feel like we're going to be the best Snake Eyes one because I'm biased. But, mate, there's like a podcast called Caged In with Cage. So all he does is cover yeah, Nick Cage good. movies. Good, good title. Yeah, I love that title. But I listen to him. He's like, eh. He's like a solo act too. So he talks about, he talks, he breaks the movie by himself. And I don't know, I prefer the conversational type podcast. And then some other ones, but there's like probably four things just dedicated to Nick Cage movies. So all you do what? You listen to other podcasts that cover the same movie as us and you take their well, best shit. Just, <laughs> yeah, well, nothing to take. You're doing, you're doing a De Palma. <laughs> I was doing so, a De Palma. I De Palmaed my, my way through this podcast, bro. I actually did that once. I tried to take someone else's like notes and stuff. And, and it that felt was dirty. Um, I felt dirty and I felt like not myself. And that was um unreleased episode, A Clockwork Orange, which I'm going to do a theme where it's going to be three movies from our f- original three. Like original nine, I think we have. We haven't released. Unreleased. We're going to recover them. That's kind of um, cool. I'm good yeah. that. So Clockwork Orange, Jeepers Creepers, and maybe... Kick-Ass? Um, no, not <gasps> Kick-Ass. No, that no. would be good. The mu- oh, the mu- we you could probably have done will, a Nick but- Cage theme. Yeah. We, we, we did some, we did what two Nick Cage movies. we did the Rock we did Kick Ass no the Rock was released wasn't it episodes no I, don't, I, don't, I haven't released the Rock no what about the Wicked Man that's that's a <laughs> great example Man. of a movie that three. compliments him same with Wicked Man that's a yeah. great movie like where <laughs> he can shine great movie you mean Whoa. funny ass fuck movie <laughs> <laughs> that that Wicked Man is oh bad but, but Cage anything good about it it's big yeah. and it's his performance was something that saved it but this movie you think the performance hindered the movie. Yes. Can I pause real quick to go to the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, right. I can. Keep, that's right. We'll keep talking. Just mute yourself. You. Mute your mic and come back. Let's get into the the actual breakdown of the scene. So they're pretty much they're talking about like their lives essentially, and he's like, I, I, I asked for this detail. Like, given these details, well, it's a detail. But this life. is just after the shot. That's no, no, this is before the shot. This is before the shot. No, he's talking about like how he's. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. This one, he's like, oh, look at this guy. He's putting the yeah. spotlight in his head. I love, it. bro. He is so good, Gary Sins. Like he is a great actor. Well, when um, you watch it the second time, you you watch him to see if there's any hints that he's. Sinister. Oh, bro, <laughs> he doesn't need to do it though. This, his last name should be not Gary. Sins, there's a couple of looks. Sinister. He looks at, like he's like, yeah, everything's going to plan right now. Yeah, is Nick? Is he? Is did Ricky just see me checking out the this uh, redhead? Like he's trying to. Oh, bro, make his story. Yeah, she like, is fine. Credible that chick. Um, they really don't give her justice at the end of the of her character arc because she gets shot, but she is hot as fuck. Um, love the red hair, like long curly red hair. Like that's just like attention drawing like crazy. Like that's a Matrix shit. Remember they say like, do you see the woman in the red dress? I reckon they yeah. stole that from this movie. They stole that shit. Um, yeah, sure. But yeah, um, you see like glimpses of like one of the conspiracy members, like the guy with the uh, earpiece going, what was the line, Tony? <laughs> Here comes the pain. Here comes the pain. <laughs> I love it. Put more off um, into it. <laughs> Body it, bro. <laughs> Gary since follows a red-dressed girl, so he's by himself. He's, like, consumed by the fight. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's got 10 grand running up. Uh, well, he yeah. says it's 10 he's grand, got, but it's more. He's got thousands of dollars on it. <laughs> yeah, he's got thousands of he's dollars. Got drug, he's got somebody else's drug money on it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but then Carla Gugino, so Julia, the blonde-haired, glasses chick. Can I sit so here for a second? Say, she's wearing a wig. She's, Wait, well, yeah, what the fuck? Like, not like the least inconspicuous fucking outfit really yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, she's just no, wear, like, a T-shirt. No, but isn't it, like, known at the ringside, mm. at ringside you have to be, all the women and men are dressed really, really fancy? Oh, I guess boxing so. matches? Yeah, right. 
<laughs> but yeah, I love, um, love when she like she puts his ass in his face. It's like, whoa, I like affection, but not while I'm driving. <laughs> it's like, why it makes no sense. Yeah, just classic shit. And then the shot goes off. The blood looks amazing. Like, I don't know, some movies you see people get shot and shit. I think they've really just gone away from practical shit now. Like, if someone's assassination scene like this, it doesn't look as real. This is like felt real. That's shit. true, actually. I did notice that watching it, and I kind of didn't write it down because I was like, oh, maybe I'm being really nitpicky. Mm. But it did kind of seem like they threw tomato sauce on people or something. <laughs> oh, they did, yeah, with the splash of blood and stuff. She gets shot in the arm. Um, but all the people evacuating too. That's where you feel really felt the scale of people. And like, it's hard to manage. Like, it's hard to film all this shit. I mean, you know what I do nowadays? It'll be a CGI crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll look just not as good. I did you think they did the that weight. bit well. Like, that was a good way to kind of portray the panic. Like, everyone clearing out of the mm. stadium. But, um, not okay, this is nitpicky, whatever. Oh, yeah, just, like, lock everyone in with an active shooter. That's fine. <laughs> That's what um, the commander... Wanted. Gary Sinister, yeah. Kevin Dunn. Gary Sinister. Because he, he needs was like, to lock he, down he needs the, the envelope. Uh, blonde chick, yeah. Yeah, needs the envelope. Yeah, it's good, but it's, it's good just silly. Too. I'll put the quote in. The woman that ran away, you said she uh, she took something. What was it? It was a manila envelope about this big. What'd she look like? Caucasian, late 20s, dressed in white, blood everywhere. She had a blonde wig, dark hair underneath. All right, you stay here with every uniform you can get. I'll run a top to bottom and find her. You guys come with me. Gary Sinister's good because he's... Setting up Rick Santoro as like this is part of his plan about having him have his back. He's like, fuck, like I fucked up, man, staring at some tits. Oh yeah, like um, fucking just it's okay, man. You killed the guy. You're the hero, dude. Yeah, you killed and the like, hero. I left my post. I'll put those little sort of bit of those quotes in. But it's a really good part where Gary Sin says, um he's like, I am not some big cop you need to plant a gun a gun on someone for. Um so saying like I don't need like your sleazy expertise. But he's just exactly reverse psychology. There, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly why he's there. That's right. He's manipulating him from the start. Um, but I oh, know it works so well, and you kind of like you feel sorry for him too. Like he does look visually stressed. Like I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna go to jail for this. Like I left my post for some tits. And it has a good line too. Is like oh. you're human, dude. You got a boner. That's what she's there for. But I think no, that that's not that a good line, bro. That's so, that's part of like the cartoonish <laughs> bit of it. Like same with the fucking. Got my eyes lost in some redhead's tits. Like, that's just... Like, mm. shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's so cartoony, man. Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't but, like that dialogue at all. There what, was a lot of dialogue what, through these opening scenes. But, I was like, you know, he, he, he didn't actually... He actually lied about that. It was a, it was a plan to trick him. He yeah, knew that was. he would resonate with that. You know, he, that's what did. he would do. Yeah. <laughs> it resonated so hard with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I've been there. I've... I've, I've I've extorted it's so, people before. It's, that's why, I, that's actually a good point, Tony, how like, <laughs> he knows how to push his buttons. Yeah. You know, that's why, why he's so, he, like, towards the end of the movie, where he's so, like, just fucking sell out like you always do and fucking <laughs> give me this fucking location of this chick. Like, what the fuck are you acting like this for? It's so funny how he thinks so little of him. Another good character moment, uh, Rick Santoro thinks he's helped out his friend. He's, like, walking away. De Palma, like, films, like, his reaction to it. Like, he looks proud of himself. Like, I've done something good with my, like, today. Like, I've helped my friend get out of this this jam. Like, it's, it's yeah. a small moment, but he's, like, like Cage is projecting, like, pride for what he's just done. And even though it's, like, so, like, Also, wrong. send out the uh, major crimes investigation. Yeah. So, he can, like, lead it himself. So, he can be, like, the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> a couple yeah. of years. He doesn't all sell this lazy shit. No, I yeah. think that was, like, an offhanded joke. But there's always an angle for himself, Shane. There's always an yeah, angle for himself. Yeah, he's an angle for him. But 
I, I don't know, I find it very interesting where he has this loyalty aspect to him, which is like a redeeming quality. Not many redeeming qualities with Rick Santoro, but that's one of them. Yep. I find it funny too, like his first move is to start, like his investigation is going to the boxer. This is a great performance by Stan Shaw. This scene, um, it's a great it's a great scene in general because Nicolas Cage is like throwing his dick around, throwing his weight. The first thing he does is like, all oh, my five grand back because he took a dive essentially. He gets the money back. Doesn't he say 10 grand because he lies about how much you put on him? Yeah, so he pretty much just it's gets I lost 10,000 on you, but it was really like 2,900. Mm. Yeah, it's extortion. He's just extorting him. He got him by the balls. Um, I like how his manager's like trying to like say, come on, let's just like cut this guy out. Like we don't have to say, answer questions. Um, but then he gets like, he tells his side of the story. The guy staying short is like a bit like, get the hell out of here, Nicky. Like he just like tells him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's great. He does. Yeah, he kills he, it because he, he the box feels bad because he's like, is he dead? That's what he cares yeah, about. Did, the yeah, guy I died. don't know. Yeah, that was not yeah, a part that's, of the deal. Again, like okay, that's a nice little touch, but the that actor is not. He is not what? giving anything. Which one? The guy the that plays the boxer. He's killing it. Well, I don't what? Think I think he's doing really well, Jordan. So we're opposite again. I think this is like more of a man movie. I think. Yeah. Maybe, but like, bro, but like, being a man doesn't make you what, realize that you there's bad acting there. He's a good actor. <laughs> what are you talking about? What part was unbelievable to you? Like again, just like the delivery of like a certain dialogue and stuff like that. It's, like I can't. I, I haven't written any specific examples, but I'm just like, mate, oh my god. I feel like you on the hit the nail on the head. I feel like Cage just put a wrench in everyone's performance. So, like, maybe they're just trying to match, like, what the fuck Cage is doing. Maybe maybe he stands out at a contrast. Like, maybe he doesn't, maybe, like, match the tone maybe, of the f- yeah. film. Maybe it's maybe, like, hypercritical. what Cage is bringing. Mm, yeah, two different energies, and they don't complement each other. Well, apologies in advance, then, <laughs> for mm. more, more, like, but what no, the fuck are I like this scene. No, it's all right. We can have different opinions. It's all good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, so we get his perspective from the ring. So many good film techniques. It goes from well, yeah, POV... We, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. all POV. Like when yeah. you see well, no, the, it's uh, not all POV. Oh yeah, no. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're going before the ring. Yeah. Yes, we're going we're behind the scenes. He's like warming mm. up, and he's seeing all the uh, all the drama of like the bookies there saying, "Wait, there's a lot of like heavy action against Lincoln. Like, yeah. do you know something I don't? Yeah. You see so the drug good. dealer there. Yeah. It's what happened in real up. life too. If someone was like that's happening, there's always some someone gets their fingers in the pot. Yeah, you see the boxer looking at everyone. But the POV ends by the boxer looking in the mirror and he's, like, mm. swinging his arms around. I guess yeah. it's a great way to end the POV shot. But like, it, yeah, yeah, it's like still it continuous, too. Away. It, yeah, that's right. It pans, it pans away, away, but, like, it's in the mirror. So, like, that's like it's obviously mm. the boxer like, we're seeing through. Yeah. And he punches the wall because he doesn't want to do what he's doing, so he shows remorse already. Um, he's blackmailed, though, because he's, like, got debt. But he copies that same sort of technique, too, from POV to, like like a wide shot of like the ring. Uh, it's really good. Like he, technically speaking, this is great, but there is a chintzy feel to it. I, I, I do agree with that as well. Like it's something that's not as polished as it should be. Like this is what difference between like De Palma and like Scorsese. There's just like, there's like one level of d- difference between them. Chintzy is a good word. Another like yeah. super chintzy bit that comes directly after this, like when he executes his two assistants and then there's like a crack of thunder directly after it. Like, oh my yeah. god! It's, it's just like the, put it on classic. thick. It's on the nose. Put it on it's thick. On the nose. More and that's more. That's what I'm saying. On. Like, that's what that's what like he's too by the book. It doesn't feel like it's 
original. And like he said, he's seen it before. At least Tarantino, when he steals stuff, it becomes Tarantino. Like it's influenced. But with him, I feel like sometimes... He puts more of his spin on it, you mean? Yeah, it puts more of a spin. Like it becomes him. Like he's, it's more inspiration than straight up copying. Do like you think whole, yeah, De Palma sticks like too true to his own like tropes kind of thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And like I just, I just feel like there's no like heart in his films, like mm. way he directs. It's a bit, a bit cold. And like, and, and you're watching like, the you can same notice movie. Lightning strikes. You know what I mean? Like, if you notice a lightning strike, that's not good filmmaking, in my opinion. It should just be blended. Everything should be blended together. Like, if you watch Shawshank Redemption, trust me, there's a lot of chintzy things in that. Like the, the way they use the score, the way that like it's pretty cliche when they're like drinking their beers on top. But everything just works. So you get manipulated, but it, it's manipulation at its best. And like right. the thing with De Palma, you can see the manipulation there. You can you can feel you can feel it. Okay. And a good director. You're a good director, you shouldn't be able to feel. Yeah. Um, That's a good analysis, actually. That's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, he has these movies that you don't feel it, like Cleto's Way. Like, that is just, I think this is because of Pacino. There's still, like, a match made in heaven. Um, but Untouchables, though, that climax. Actually, that's I think definitely Pacino, Shane Pacino turned down the uh, Kevin Dunn role, I think. Yeah, I think so. Which sucks, because imagine Cage and Pacino, two scene stealers. Bro, in a department. That would be a good mitt. That'd be a oh, good shit. match. That'd be an amazing match. That'd be like a good recast position. Um, but yeah, you get this fight scene. You really hate that boxer. He's boxing. Um, I forgot his name. He's like a Mexican dude. dude. that guy has your energy when I compete against him. <laughs> really? When we ever compete together, that's the kind of energy you give off. <laughs> well, we give it to each other. But yeah, he's like, you can't get... And, and like how he's like saying, you I could talk knock shit him out like the whole time. You're not that good, you know? Mm. He's a fuckwit boxer, Cruz. Um, love it. Yeah, his name was Cruz. Um, I like how he accidentally knocks him down. Like, he gets sick of his bullshit and he knocks him down. It's like, I believe, and, I believe he touched him. It's like a love tap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> exactly. <laughs> One thing good about this movie is, like, he reverses, like, the cliche. Like, usually in a boxing movie, when someone gets knocked down, fighter wants him to stay down. And that's where the suspense is, like, stay down, stay down, stay down. But it's opposite now. He wants him to get up. He's like, fuck, please get up. Like, you see the dread in his yeah, face. Yeah, like, it's not time yet. Like, we need to yeah. wait until the... Well, the he, needs to, like, he needs to lose the fight, Tony. Yeah. That's why he's like, yeah. fuck, please get up. And that's why I think he's a good actor, because that is portrayed brilliantly, don't you think? When he's sitting there, Jordan, the camera's right on his face, and he's like, you see despair as this guy's knocked out and get counted to 10, right? Mm. Yes... Yeah, I, like <laughs> I guess I don't know. Wait, does he does he ask for him to headbutt him? Like headbutt me? No, 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 no. He's just talking shit. Like, come on, fight me like a real man. Like he's just trying to uh, provoke him to start swinging at him, and but he provokes uh, a headbutt, uh, which is yeah. And it's a good shot too. How he like you, like it's hidden the way they headbutt it, and it's already pre-cut. But it's just like another one of those things that's good filmmaking. Um, a lot of practical stuff. This movie, this movie is mostly practical, and like this is before the CGI age and. The CGI is around in the 90s too. Like one more year, it's got like The Matrix, which is aged amazingly. But yeah, either way. Um, but yeah, you pretty much get to feel now like you know something's going on. Like it's a conspiracy now. Yeah, he like probably says like, they wanted me to do this. Do you want me to do this? As the like, audience. Like, That's right. He's like, it's who, who tells you this? It's like the woman yeah. in red. The, the woman in red. red yep. Yeah. And you got like the guy, he gets revealed about the guy with the earpiece saying, knock him like... What do you say again? Here what comes the pain. That? Yeah, here comes the pain. <laughs> Bro, it's not that. It's one line. Are you just trying to make Tony say it over and over? I think <laughs> you are. Here comes the pain. I'm losing here it. Here comes yeah, the pain. Yeah. With this information, 
Nicholas Cage goes straight to Gary Sins and go, I love this scene too. These two always bounce off really well with each other. Because um, I think Gary Sins, as I said, he can match energies pretty well. But to this scene here, uh, Kevin Dunn, the this commander, get, is like... This we get Dunn's yeah. POV, right? Yeah. No, no, just... you kind of get... No, 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 you don't get Dunn straight away. He pretty much tells Nicholas Cage, like, yeah, we got the guy. Like, I got this... He's trying to sell him the lie about this terrorist. Like, this yep. guy's done this. We got, the, like, bang, bang, bang. And Cage's like, no, no, no. It's a conspiracy. Like, we got these... Like, this is what's happened. Pretty much relays the whole scene to him. And then Gary says, like... I think he's thinking on his feet. So, I think he, like, spins this way pretty quick about, like... Oh, no, no, no. He tells him his POV, which I don't think was ever part of the plan. Um, yeah. It, but this... this is just he gets this kid. fabricated. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he probably shows her, like, don't you get it? Like, this is why the redhead was there. This is why this guy was there. Um, it's just very interesting how he, how frustrated, like, he's semen as well. Like, this is kind of like your first breadcrumbs that this guy could be bad. You, you mean... Like, um, you can tell... Tintero should have just laid back and did nothing. No, no investigation. No, Kevin Dunn. Yeah, no, no, Kevin, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can tell he's getting frustrated with, like, Santoro, like, digging in deep with this conspiracy angle. Yeah, because he was meant to just, like, be a dirty cop mm. and not give a fuck and just have his, have his back. Yeah. Like, like just buy the fact that this guy's a terrorist and just drop it, but he doesn't want to do it. And then, so, we get to the, our third perspective, which is Gary Sins, his retelling of the this same This is the cleavage scene. POV. This is all his cleavage for the... Yeah. Pretty yeah. much sex and violence, because all you do is see but cleavage is, and then him shoot yeah. some dude. <laughs> yeah. This is what Jordan was saying. He pretty much getting into Rick Santoro's psyche about how he would react and yeah, oh, the boner line. He talks about the missiles and stuff and like hook, line and sinker. Like, hey, we're all excited about these missiles and how well it went. He even drops out information for later on in the plot. So after this scene, he said, like, we'll, we'll break up. I'll look for the girl. You look for... Yeah, like, I'm going to secure, I'm gonna secure the, the cameras. Dress. You look for the girl. And then yeah, yeah. as he's meant to walk to security... He like mm. looks at look at Sintero and like goes a different direction. Yeah. Goes to see Which, his uh, and this is goons. what I'm talking about about the manip- the manipulation of a director. Um, Gary since walks through a door and it's like flooded with red light. It's like an exit door. He's like sitting in there and it's covered in red, and everyone uh. knows red equals danger. Um, this is a reveal of like he's the bad guy. I'm pretty sure the first time I've ever seen this movie, as soon as he gives that look, it's like he's the bad guy. I was like, no <laughs> yeah, we're biased, bro. I'm pretty sure we watched Ransom, Ransom. and Snake Eyes within a few months of each other. Yeah, like he's, a, he's a villain. And probably Reindeer Games too. <laughs> we watched them all very close. Like, Gary yeah. Sins was a pretty big part of our childhood, funny enough. Like, he was like a big guy in the 90s thrillers. Yeah. Um, you see these two soldiers. I like how they're dressed different and, like, she's got her hair hidden. Um, and they're like, he tells them, like, hey, change of plans. And they're like, what happened to the guy? Like... I didn't know you were going to take this thing so far. And they're like, he made you. How did he make us? Like, we should mm. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually so sad when he shoots the, the goatee dude, the uh, kick comes the yeah. pain guy. I've been, like, I've been shot. I've been shot, sir. Mm. Like, he doesn't realize it was him that shot him. Yeah. Oh, so fucked up. Yeah, that well, made me sad, too. The thing is, it, Commander Kevin Dunn chose Rick Santoro over him. Because really, all he could, ch- he, he chose... He's Shane, over no, there. you can't kill the lead detective. Why? You know what I mean? Oh, because he's on the case. Dude, these guys don't really exist right now. You know mm. what I mean? They, they're gone. He established himself as a lead investigator of the crime. If he goes, True. if he goes missing too, then like shit's gonna go way downhill. Yeah, like he needs, he needs Centuro just to do the sign off. Like, yeah, this is what happened. I, yeah. I'm happy with the case. Whatever. Yeah. Nick Cage is on his little camera. Chase essentially, so he's talking to the guy from Dumb and Dumber. We love him. 
Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. He's a security yeah. camera guy. It's pretty interesting. Right? He talks about like the cup, like stealer. Some guy who steals cup, uh, people's money cups. Yeah, um, it's all about body language, eh? Yeah. And he's like, they're, they're all as good as like pickpockets, eh? pretty much, like weasels. Um, <laughs> but then- It's <laughs> funny, actually. That line, yeah. they're not as good until they fucking take yeah. this cup. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. not as good. And like, it, this clearly. And then it the ends of a joke where he's like- Can to check the chart? What about him? Coin cup grabber. Look, what's the money? You know him? No, nah, you just get to read body language. There he goes. There he goes. See, somebody wants to play the slots. They're staring at the machines trying to guess which one is lucky. Grabber could care less. He checks out the people. He's like a pickpocket, only crude. You know, no skills. Keep going. Keep going. This one, we, we get Carla Gugino being seductive. Yeah, she's so fucking hot. You, she's pretty much running into walls. I love how cute that was when she ran into the wall without her glasses. So she's blind as a bat. She's already stole a jacket to cover her blood. And then she can hear people looking for someone. So she's starting to panic. She knows the vibe is like prostitutes are around. Yeah, she can see around the room that everyone's like, let's go back to your room. Let's get, like, she, she, she needs it out. I don't think she can see around the room. She can well, hear, she can hear the situation. And she's got blur, blurry. She's blind as a bat. It's fucking funny. Because this guy is like from Mac in the Middle, so we've got another good comedy actor. Have you haven't seen Mac in the Middle? Oh my god, One of he most is. Shows. Yeah, oh he's my like god. the guy. He's Lois like lovesick, right? Yeah, yeah, he's lovesick. He's lovesick with Lois. No, no, Lois is um, co-worker, not her boss. I thought, I thought I think he, a, he ended up her boss or something. I think right? a couple episodes, he's like the manager. Yeah, and like he fucks her over. It's just amazing show, underrated. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Actually. Remake this movie today and put Brian Cranston as Rick Sinturo. Oh. You could even play the Kevin Dunn character too, but yeah, he needs to be more sleazy. I feel like he, like he, he, can play, he can play funny. He can play like yeah. evil, like, like Walter White. I don't can think he, play the energy, he doesn't have the energy enough for it, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston's just like wholesome, even though Breaking Bad's opposite of that. But when his energy's high, I don't know. It's, that's why he's so good in Breaking Bad. because the wholesome quality. It's, it's too, it's too comedic when he goes high. That's very interesting. Yeah, even like Breaking Bad when he goes like nuts. Like sometimes it's funny. Like when he throws the pits from the roof and shit. Yeah. Um. No, we keep digressing. But yeah, no. So he seduces the guy from back in the middle. Um. She? Sorry, she reduces yeah. the guy from <laughs> back in the middle. Um. I mean, it's like a hard seduction because he's too busy like trying to have a slap. On the pokies yeah, on the way home. <laughs> so fucking... This character's so real. I don't like... It's really good casting because you feel sorry for him. Like, oh, man, he doesn't mm. really be, like, embroiled in all this. I don't know, man. I'm a married man. He take the ring off. That's, but, yeah, that's but so soon, right. When he drops that, it's like, nah. But as soon as he realizes he's not going to get laid, he puts the red ring back on. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm <laughs> happily married. I don't need this shit in my life. It's also like a piece of shit move. Yeah, like, he takes um, it off and puts it back on. Oh, I hate it. I would say this is the... Second time the movie peaks. This is the highest it gets after this. This is more suspense. This yeah. is the best suspense part other than the start, like the franticness of the start and like the technical aspects of it. Can't really beat it, but you pretty much have both people look for the girl. Cat and mouse. Cat and yeah. mouse. Two cats, one mouse. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And like one's bad and one's good. It's a gray area about what's going to happen at the moment this is, as well. This is when we get the nice camera POV, oh, not POV, oh, the bird's eye, when mm-hmm. we go over all the rooms. Yes, yes. Or just before that, though, there's elevator intensity as well. Um, so good. So smart. He just so, misses her, right? Yeah, no, no. So they're in the same... Yeah, he just misses her, but Gary Sins kind of like gets elevated in, before him. So he's yeah, like... Yeah, so he's already in the elevator and Cage could have went 
in the same elevator as all of them, right? Yes, that would be yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's also more suspense as well. Like, fuck, what's going to happen if those all three of them in the same thing? Um, would have been a great scene, but either way, we still get one anyway because Gary sends smartly enough. Like Commander Kevin Dunn, he clicks the top floor, so no matter what, he'll get yeah, off after. I would have picked like the bottom floor. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's some dumb shit. He's a yeah, military man. He needs to be a little bit strategic, mm. you know. So yeah, that's so that's part but, of it. Yeah, it is smart. And he's like, "Hey, buddy, what do you want? What floor?" And he says thirty-six. And so he's like, "Got his plan ready." I like the um, guy. So oblivious is like, "Fuck, I'm about to get laid." <laughs> yeah, he's just so into it. Um, but she knows she's in trouble too. She knows she has to get the fuck out of the elevator. The guy looking at the, through the camera doesn't like doesn't tell Nick Cage. Oh, there's a guy who's military there. Like it's a it's a good good scene. Um, and then, yeah, out of the elevator, he, like, automatically goes to, the, like, hunter mode. He tries to get, like, to the next floor. They get into the room real quick, and there's this great bird's-eye view shot, and it goes through all the rooms. Kind of reminiscent of City of God, isn't there something like that in that? Or maybe I'm... Yeah, maybe I'm yeah they do something similar. Mm. But it's that's great. The, that's, the, that's the real theme. That's what De Palma does a fair bit, too. He does that... Like, he loves building sets. He loves, like, tracking shots. It feels, yeah, it just feels different. It really stands out doing, <laughs> so pretty, this, doing this sort of camera work. So, yeah, you see these, like, funny situations in the rooms. Like, pretty much grounds it in reality. So, you see this, like, frat party going on. Some guy's sleeping watching TV. And then you got them to He's, like, laying on the bed, taking his pants He's, pre- he's prepping. He's, he's prepping. Ready. It's like, that feels real, too, because everyone's been there as a guy. I don't know if girl. See, that's so weird with girls. Girls do the same thing. They would prep. No, but, like, Jordan... If you ever have like like before you have sex or whatever, is it ever you just waiting on the bed waiting for Quinnen to come out? How often does it actually happen in a relationship? It's always the other way around, right? Like Quinnen's waiting for me. Yeah, like no, yeah. Usually, well, this is my experience. <laughs> I'm normally like waiting in bed for Crystal to come in to the room. I like, like to do surprises though. Like I'll <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like this cages, is like mate. TMI, but like you know if. <laughs> Like, I know Quinn's going to have a shower. I'll be like, teehee, and go and hide or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but still, that's you're... That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's so crazy. It's like <laughs> off that scene out of uh, old school, how the guys pop out of the closet with the blindfold yeah, and shit. Yeah, blindfolded. Mm. <laughs> that's you. Um, in, my, in my world, I'm only just like... I'm doing what Ned Campbell's doing. He's like laying Give in me bed. a crumb, please, a crumb. Yeah. I anyway, so she's <laughs> cleaning up all the... <laughs> <laughs> she cleaned up all the blood off herself, trying to clean herself up, and she, she, it's actually quite stressing when she gets out of that bathroom and how exhausted she looks, and like she kind of lets her guard down. She feels safe, and this guy, when he doesn't get what he wants, doesn't get pussy or whatever, he's just turns. Well, the funniest on. thing is, was like, to sit, like, to sit down for a second, and she like sits at his crotch, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah looks sweet, yeah, exactly. <laughs> doesn't give her a fucking second to breathe. So, does that, that stress you out? Jordan? Him being sleazy. She's wearing the guy's shirt. She's trying to relax and he's just like pressuring her to have sex. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, bust up. It's so cringe. I just feel sorry for her. Like, it's like, fuck, this is her time to like take a breath. Like, everything for her since the shooting has been like 100 100 miles an hour. She's been covered in blood trying to like evade capture. And this is the first time she can actually breathe and it's some guy trying to fuck her. Yeah. Um, 100%. So, yeah. Good scene. (laughs) <laughs> but no, it's just funny how like like that guy Ned Campbell, you find out his name through security camera. But he's just like you practically you're giving me the nub job in the lobby. <laughs> I was like the way he phrased that. And puts his like ring back on his like from his pocket. See, but like another like, like weird corny delivery. Like I, 
like yeah, what no, and the knob, knob job, job like what are you even talking about bro <laughs> yeah, like a hand job or something she also um, stomped on your foot in the elevator and said i just need a hug like what the fuck <laughs> yeah Relax. but like she is manipulating him but she tried to tell him too like look i've like i've been for a lot i just need a place this like i need half an hour just give me half an hour get the fuck out of here <laughs> This reminds me of her. Literally, she could have just picked, like, have you some random... Have you seen... <laughs> she could yeah, have literally found any other person in the bar and been like, hey, I'm trying to escape my ex-boyfriend. Like, we've just had an argument and I'm scared he's going to hurt me. Can I, use... yeah, but... Can yeah, I come true. up to your room? Yeah, or she true. could have been like, been I think someone's trying to get me. I just got shot today. Oh, that yeah, Some people would be like, okay, let me get security. Let me get security. Let me Something like that might happen. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. Like, yeah. Anyway, have you seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes. Which one? What's it called? Idiocracy. Oh my god, yes. That's such a so good movie. The big movie. gag in that but the big gag in that or one of the big gags is that like I don't explain the plot of the movie, but anyway, an average woman goes to the future where everyone's idiots. But she's like a prostitute back in present day, which is in the future you know, she's still in the same profession. <laughs> and then like she gets like an idiot. Alright, if you want me you have to wait. He's like, I'll pay to wait, baby. I'll wait I'll wait forever for you. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, all right, how much are you going to pay to wait? And she's like, I don't know, like $100. It's like, and did, like the whole running day, he's like, he's waiting the whole time to have sex with her. <laughs> oh, sorry. What's the he's name of the like, dude in that too? Like the pimp? Like fucking. No, it's, but YouTube, it's so fucking bad. The guy they casted to wait for sex is the funniest fucking dude. <laughs> Was he like, a, is he a comedian, Tony? Or? No, it's a random guy, him. but it's so funny. He's like, I'll wait, baby. <laughs> I'll wait for you. <laughs> and he's paying her. Mm. That's All so right, good. so Nick Santoro is at the door as she's getting kicked out and flips it over, kicks Ned Campbell out, and he gets the shits. That's so, so funny he, as well. Built, Some dude kicked me on my fucking belt's too loose. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good. So he, and Gary says, like, what room? And, like, he literally has a pistol in his hand. But when he walks in that room, he's fucking... Bond audition right here. Yeah, he looks good with the gut. Gu- looks silencer. good with the silencer. The silencer yeah, <laughs> looks, good. looks really good. Um, Isn't the dude like? like you- is that a silencer as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprise. Like any other movie, that guy's dead. Um, but no, he's not that he's- psychotic. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. too much, too messy, too messy. Um, so yeah, we get another thing where we get another perspective, which is Julia's in the staircase. You see how hot she is with her glasses and wig again. Um, Thanks, th- th- there's no POV in this one. Is that right? Well, sorry? Because the Palmer can't see the worlds through women's eyes. <laughs> yeah, there's no POV. Of her. <laughs> I think it, I think this one is mainly split screen. There's no POV. It's, it's a good thing. He's definitely oh, it uh, is. Yeah, audience skewed. Which this would be very hard to pull off because like you have to focus on different screens, giving all different information. Yeah, I think they do a good job. You see her perspective. Uh, it's good though because he cuts out of the flashback when he's like, "You you, you saw Commander Dunn. You saw him. Yeah. Oh, he gets Wait. all like fucked up about it." Oh like my god! And this scene yeah. is I so infuriating, bro. It's so infuriating. Why, Why would she fucking like lie? It. No, but he's no, just but in he, denial. He's in denial. She pretends like actually maybe I didn't see him. It's like no, you did because you didn't have your glasses on. Yeah, like you had your glasses. Because on, yeah. she's scared yeah. that he's gonna kill her. Because he starts asking like, "Do you have a wife? Do you have a family?" Once she says like, "Oh my god, you know him," it's like, mm. "Yeah, I know him." Yeah, it's good to go. You see how torn Rick Santoro is. This is what uh, yeah, Nick to play conflicted, yeah. finally. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And it's just, it's great. Because um, you don't know what he's going to do. You could definitely see him selling her out. Like, he even says a line in the movie. He's like, look, if I didn't put a face in the name, like, it could have been way different for you. 
<laughs> he actually said that to her yeah. in the movie. If I didn't want, to, if I didn't want to fuck you, <laughs> you'd <laughs> no. be dead. <laughs> uh, well, who knows? But no, it's it's um, you can definitely tell like he's a visual storyteller too, because instead of telling this whole thing in dialogue, which you could easily do, like her her side of the story, he's like, okay, tell the story again. It goes straight into like a visual representation of the scene. Um, I do like so, that. I do like yeah. that, but I feel like it could have again something about it. It could have been done so much more crafty and like. What do you so mean, crafty? More... Look at the split screen split stuff, screens. dude. Just yep. because so much like going on. everything else you in guys the movie what? just this lets why, it down. This is why the movie's called Snake Eyes because this is how snakes see. They see mm. like split screen way, <laughs> and that really, really pays off at the end. That's it. But he's very, it? he's very known for his uh, split it's screen. It's not definitely not the way they used it in this movie. That was so lazy. Mm. The way they've used it twice. Like you lose you're snake eyes, kid. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it. yeah. this is where this is where Nick Cage is probably his best scene in the staircase, I think. And Gary Sins is the best scene of the scene coming up. But just because like how conflicted he's playing it, like how hurt he is to hear his friends like like corrupted and like in his mind he's uncorruptible. Like he was the bad one, he's the good one. And so like have his whole like worldview shook. And like it's a really good part when he's like. Like dressing her down, like you're a number cruncher. Just crunch the numbers. Like he's blaming her, doing the right thing. Like you don't like, have to get involved. You like, don't have to get involved. That's right. Yeah. He's like, whose side are you on? And he's like, he's on, on my like, side. Yeah, I'm on my <laughs> side. <laughs> that's right. Like he's like, I'm on my side. Um, and she's like, she's like, I thought I'd get fired, not killed. Like she's only over her head. That's one thing about De Palma too. Like if you guys seen Blowout, which is probably his best movie, um, just because everything. Oh, Travolta was in that. So, yeah, he's worked for Travolta and Cage. Yeah, that's right. But, like, he can really give now conspiracies. There's a whole big conspiracy plot in that as well. One thing I noticed about the scene too, man, that's really distracting is that Nick Cage's hairline, which is, like, (laughs) it shows you how good he is. But his hairline's fucking crazy bad for, like, a movie star. Have you guys seen... can't help it. Have you seen that (laughs) meme where it's, like... um, it's from it's like taken from another movie. It's a screen grab from another movie, and it's this girl asking like the love interest of that movie, like, "Do you love him?" And she looks over at him, and he looks so fucking like <laughs> ugly and average um, this, in that uh, shot. Harold and and she's like, "Yeah, I think I do." Is this Harold Kumar where it's like freak show? How the hot chick loves freak show? <laughs> no, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find the screen grab because it's like fucking ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> Send me that. That's fine. You know, for him, I think he's a two pay wearer, Nicholas Cage. No, I don't think at this point because this hair looks way too whack. Yeah, I feel like, but he's definitely, dude, his hairline's whack, bro. It's like literally like almost George Costanza shit, but just like that middle bit still there. The Widow's Peak saving him, but but to say that though, you really don't notice at all. But I just felt like that scene was like front angles don't really compliment him. Sides not too bad, but it's just directly at the front. It's brief scene, but he's talking to John Hurd, the guy from Home Alone, the dad. They're pretty just much like realize this guy's in on yeah. it too. Yeah, just like, like a I, didn't, I didn't invest in this plan. I'm yeah, about to get yeah. rich. Yeah, it's pretty much the terrorist. I'm about to die. Take the fall. Yeah. This employee goes down with him. Yeah, yeah. Wheels are falling off. This guy's plan. I like what Gary says. He's like, no plan ever goes to plan. Yeah. You know what's fucked up too? Do you guys really buy how close of friends they are? Because I feel like he kept him alive a little too long. Like he pretty much stand by. He was loyal to him for the whole time to Rick Santoro. Like, he fucked up his whole life with Rick Santoro, I think. Do you really buy their relationship that much? I feel like they needed a bit more of, like, them bonding on screen. Well, yeah. I feel like he needs... No, he needs Rick Santoro... No, Kevin Dunn doesn't like Rick Santoro that much. He knows that he's just a sleazy cop. Mm. Gary Sinise is in mind. He needs Rick Santoro to, to live so 
Yeah, no, you know, but I feel like still, closes. man. I feel like there's a bit, a bit of loyalty there. He can't, he can't just kill that cop. You just can't but kill a cop. Is it a better movie, Tony? You can't Tony? kill the lead investigator. Right, I, I get that, man. But is it a better movie, though, if it's like, if they're conflicted that much? Like, they're best friends. Is that a better movie? Yeah, but yeah, is, again, it's, it's was not it, was set up the Fox well. and the Hound? I don't know, man. I don't think so. Yeah, imagine the Fox and the Hound level friends and shit. So that's a great... And who's the Fox, who's the Hound? That's a good one out of these two. The Fox is fucking... Centuro. <laughs> hounds, um, I think so. Yeah, I think done. so as well. But, yeah, like, like, see, this, it's another example of, like, you're not mourning anything because nothing's been set up for the audience again. Like, all yeah. like, you really get on it is, like, oh, okay, yeah, they're friendly buddies at the start. And then there's, like, <laughs> yeah. one drop of, like, dialogue where he's like, you're my best friend. Like, you really yeah, yeah. have to explicitly Centuro say it. says that. To get... Kevin Dunn never says anything affectionate about him. He just, he just calls him a dirty cop that... He can buy. Legit. So really, so you Gary not, Sins, there's nothing lost. Gary Sins isn't lovable enough, really. You know, like, I think if, it, if, if Gary Sins' character, like, if you're replaced with, like, a really lovable actor, like Jeff Bridges, maybe. Like, like you know, some guy who just, like, war- uh, it's like a warm. He goes, like, mm. Gary Sins doesn't really project warm. That's true. You just need someone who'd be like you just love, and like when he, when the turn happens, it's like a surprise, like fuck. Or even if they just made like, the character straight up more charismatic. But you're right, mm. though. Like that that actor is specifically looking very like villainous. But yeah. Pacino could have pulled off. Yeah, Pacino should. Pacino could have pulled. <laughs> Pacino, yeah. <laughs> you're like a son to me. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, do it. Yeah. There's too much age difference, but yeah. No, no. Who would who would win the movie, Tony? Cage or Pacino? I think Pacino would. Because mm. he, cause I think Cage will have too much respect for Pacino. No, it's Cage no. will dial it back. Pacino will just no, like some mammals. No, no, no. I think both are just oblivious. <laughs> be too, uh, the tone will be insane. It'll be like, because you know how, like, Heat. Could it be face off level, like, tone? Mm. Or worse? <laughs> that movie's batshit crazy. Oh, no, it's a hard one. I don't want to fuck back my brain. Let's just get back to this movie. So, yeah, now um, I think we get to the best scene of the movie. Like Kevin he, Dunn. So Rick Santoro locks up Julia into a little area so she's safe. They have this really good scene where he needs, like, he knows there's a camera there and he gets pretty much proved. He knows for a fact now that his best friend's guilty. And it's a good reveal where he's, bo- like, sees feet in the background as he's, like, processing the information. Like, holy fuck. Like, what am I going to do? And he pops up. I love how he's carrying this. He's like, don't give me that wounded look. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Doesn't suit you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that shows how cold blooded he is. Like, you don't have feelings. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. You meant to be just a dirty cop. Even if they had like a pimps, if they had a thing, they're like, I didn't want to do this, you bro. (laughs) Like, you know, like some kind of. Even if the the bad guy had some kind of remorse, but like cold remorse, like, you know, we were good together. We could have been, we could have been powerful together, or something. You know, like one of those speeches uh, of like like, what could have been Green Goblin. Till we're both dead. Actually, yeah. saying that, this movie is written by the guy named... David Kett. Uh, yeah, yeah, he also wrote Spider-Man. There's a line in this movie is like when Centurion is trying to put the money on with the bookie. He's like, float me the money sort of thing. Yeah. He's like, I missed a part. Well, that's my problem. And <laughs> yeah. the same line same is delivered in Spider-Man. But we should just... Uh, he, we should... Yeah, no, the Green Goblin. Um, but we should honestly talk about... <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck what you're fucking shit. We should talk about David uh, Kep though, because he is like one of the Hollywood's best writers. This is stuff from he did Death- Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, Death Becomes a Jurassic Park, Cleo's Way, Mission Impossible, <laughs> the sequel to Jurassic Park, Stir of Echoes, Snake Eyes, Spider Man, War of the Worlds, Indiana Jones, Hollywood. Ghost, Premium Rush, freaking 
Jack Ryan. He kind of like lost his way, but he definitely was. He definitely attached himself Hollywood, to good people. Hollywood, bro. Yeah. What do you attach yourself to? Tom Cruise and De Palma and Spielberg. So that's a pretty powerful trio. Like he worked with them for a while, and like his last probably good movie would be I don't know Premium Spider-Man. Rush, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe Spider Man, but apparently the World of Worlds is worth. He did Sathura. He wrote the screen for Sathura, connected back to Jumanji for your theme, Tony. So that's yes, pretty. Yeah, that cool. was the real theme. Yeah. Not dice. <laughs> <laughs> Not dice. Um, but yeah, I, this is a part that humanizes, and this is like we, you know how like the villain thinks they're right? Like righteousness is when he's like, have you ever let 28 men die? They don't die quietly. I had to sacrifice 28 men. I had to call for the hatch to be shut. Like that shit was like deep. And you can see where you could like lose your way. It was gone deep. An experience it was like that. Yeah, exactly. You guys don't care. I don't really care. <laughs> so, I was gonna say I didn't like his um, negotiation tactic. When he's trying to bribe him, he's like, "Pick a number: two fifty, three fifty, five hundred He's like, "You meant to wait for him to say a number." No, I feel like no, because you could there. just tell on his face, bro. And I think a million dollars was the biggest he's going to get anyway. He's on the fence about it, but then he sees the blood money on the ground. That's what convinced him. That's what really like tips me on the edge of the gun. I never killed anyone. Like says under his breath too. Like I never, never killed anyone. It's crazy that that's what it took. Like he literally had to see something so physically. That's the line. So visceral. He won't cross. (laughs) He won't won't kill people. Mm. Ever call? Okay. Yeah. It's good scene. But he's willing to like cheat and steal and lie, (laughs) and like literally physically cheat on women that he loves. I I was thinking that too. By the way, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I was thinking that too, though. With the uh, heroin shit. Because this guy's letting a heroin dealer go free. Like, destroys lives like crazy. Legit. So, yeah. and like, as yeah. if no one died from like an overdose yeah, exactly, or something. But mm. I just feel like, because it's like direct, like, he knows if he gives up the information, she's dead. And I love how Gary Sins is like, just fucking tell me. So, if we go to the next scene where he gets his ass kicked, he's the professional boxer helping as well. <laughs> so cool. Just, just, just. And he's like, What is this? A heroic stand? You're the wrong guy for it, Rick. You'll be all alone in a spotlight, and guys like you can't stand up to that light. You'll burn up under it. The press starts looking for dirt on you, and they will. It'll be a mudslide. Forget about your job, your sweet life in Margate. Start thinking about jail. Your girlfriend will be gone, too, at the first sign of trouble, but not before she has a little chat with Angela. So say goodbye to your wife, too. Twice a month with Michael won't be so bad if you can get him to spend the night in your shitty apartment. You'll lose it all, my friend. Everything in your whole connected life will fall the hell apart. Is that what you want? All you got to do is be consistent, for Christ's sake. Do what you always do. Take the money. You want to be a hero? You want to do something for your country? Then tell me where the girl is. And, like, Nick Cage is, like, stumbling on his feet and he spits on his freaking badge. And, like, Yeah, on his uh, Medal of Honors, yeah. Yeah, Medal of Honors, where (laughs) there's, like, his medals. And like yeah. he knocks him down, puts a tracking device on his back. Pretty good scene. Like it's a good climax. But this is when the movie totally loses its way. After this, um, this is yeah. This is honestly where the wheels come off completely. He wakes up all dazed. He's like walking towards a outside environments, getting no, the, more. The, this is all right. The leading up to this scene's good. Like he's just slowly mm. following him because he put it like a little tracker on his back. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, he literally got oh. find my iPhone. But we, yeah, <laughs> but we we don't need like. The huge storm, yeah. fucking this big globe running around. Well, no, like, but that was for the climate. Yeah. This is what he does, Tony. Yeah. Remember Raising Cain? All the moving yeah, components right. and that. And like yes. Untouchables, I know we brought that up. He does this all the time. And like Kalito's way. Uh, the, it doesn't the, need it. Like the subway station part. 
I don't think it needs it either. No, it's just hard to end this movie. I feel like maybe his idea of like the flood and shit, like the big set piece, maybe will save the scene, like all this build up. Because that's what it is. It's a big build up for nothing, for not a big payoff. Literally, it just ends with an ambulance crashing through. Oh, sorry, a cop car crashing through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they put down the gun and it's like, yeah. he turns down to leave. That was the funniest fucking thing. And it was locked. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, so I can't get out. But that's why I didn't like about the climax too, man. He, like he doesn't really outsmart him. So, do you think adding that like wave storm thing would have done it? Like, would have made it more satisfying? Yeah, for you? I feel like I feel maybe. I just feel like this is a cop out ending. I honestly thought like there was a way for him, like he's going to a place where there's a camera set up, and like it was purposely like so he incriminates himself. That's what I thought I, in my mind. That's how I thought it ended because I kind of forgot the ending. Um, but instead, it's just like fortuitous that the the police car comes crashing through the building. Like that's just lazy, right? It's a little bit lazy. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Tony. When he's got that nervous, a rat caught in a trap look. Seems <laughs> like the camera is like. I like how like you know how it runs with the always sunny thing, where Max getting filmed. It's like the white lights on his face. It doesn't have to do. <laughs> and he's like wiping his face. Like he's just sitting there like all fucked up. You can tell he's like trying to compute a way out. He's like, "What the fuck?" Um, well, he's like, "Kevin, uh, remember?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it gets yeah. We should actually talk about this oh, scene. Ricky, sorry, not Kevin. Yeah, no, Centauro. Remember, yeah, Ricky. We're, we're partners. Yeah, she's in on it, right? She's like, <laughs> she's a killer. And he's like, "Sorry, sorry, pal." Snake eyes. There's <laughs> <laughs> no we. That's the name of the yeah. movie. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's the second, second time we time missed the first it. time they said. Literally, me and Quinn kept um. like coming and watched it with me, and every time it happened, we were like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Like being stupid for no reason. That's why Tony did his dice theme because it's so thingy. But yeah, he gets he ends up shooting himself. So anticlimactic again through the chest. Yeah, interesting. Not like he's got a double tap from below, um, but still good. Um, and then you pan to like an award ceremony. Nick Santoro is awarded. I love this his, is like the uh, yeah. This is like a montage. Would you call it? How, what oh, would you call it's it? just like three scenes where it's like he's a hero. Next is like he's in the middle of like a lawsuit, and the third one's like he's on rock bottom. He's gone to prison, right? At the very end, he's still like yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's like twelve months in prison because everything come out. Like pretty much everything Gary since told him. What's going to happen that to like, him if he yeah, revealed come on, it? Don't be stupid. Like, yeah, take the million dollars. Don't lose everything. <laughs> yeah, he lost everything. He lost his wife, his mistress, his job. But he, he gained morality and yeah, maybe a, a possible ballistic examiner. But I just want to girlfriend. say one thing about his performance at when he's receiving his award. He's like playing it so goofy and doofusy. He's like, he's like holding up the award like it's like a championship trophy going yeah yeah but that's how that's how people would do it no like, they in wouldn't not in that situation mate you've been like you're a cop hero watch watch what they do man they're like reserved they're like they shake their hands and they go thank you and like speak to my friend like I did this like I turned out a million dollars for this yes yeah I guess thank so. you <laughs> but he's just like so like it's he's so out of place I love it because his character is not like a hero type so he does work well for the story um, but yeah so he's at rock bottom now he like uh, sees the girl. She comes up to him. <laughs> uh, we had to talk cop. about when the wait. So the reporters are like uh, at his house or whatever, and he's like, "I got like I don't know about anything like these allegations, blah blah." blah. And he drives off in like a yellow Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like he's obviously just a loser. He's on the take. Yeah, no, he's and, on the take. Yeah, the media's like, like, kind of bro, he's been on the take before this whole situation. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, yeah. like that's like they're just trying to say like oh, these allegations are true, but he drives away in yeah. a yellow Ferrari. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> At the end of the movie, he gets a date. 
how old are you? And he's like, 35. Do you guys know, do you guys know how old he was when he filmed this movie? Bro, he, 35. I was like, he was not fucking 35. Like, that was the biggest conspiracy this whole movie. I know, I know Carla Gugino was um, 26. Oh, she's so hot. So young. When she too. filmed it, and she said that it's her older character was. But. Do you know she was almost Velma as well? She's very... She's that would have worked. From James Gunn. That would have been cool. She's a little bit too old, though. She's got, like a, she's got a mature face. Yeah, I do I, like I that like... they ended up picking that... I can't remember her name right now, but she was... Linda Cardellelli, whatever. Yeah, she did freaking good. She was great as well, so it would have been hard to... I would have made them fight to the death. <laughs> would you prefer Nick Cage as Shaggy or Freddy? Fucking Shaggy. neither. He'd be the main fucking goblin <laughs> guy that yeah, lives the in the like guy. mine mine shop. Yeah, he'd be the guy who's like, you kids kill at me. <laughs> or whatever they say. No, Nebercracker or whatever the fuck his name is. But, okay, so he was 34 years old, according to his IMDb. He was born in 1964. So in 1998, yeah, he's 34. 34. He's an old-looking 34-year-old. I don't think he looks that old. He doesn't. He looks like 40. He's got a hairline of a 50-year-old. Something about his face is like so mature as well. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, just like K- Carla Cugino, uh, she's got an old looking face too. But she's also aged amazing. Like she's so beautiful. She's definitely a golden girl. She probably might be my golden girl of the year of how much I'm swinging over the her. The year? Jeez. Yeah, I'm going to call it early maybe. I know that depends. It's only, it's only February. Anyway, so yep, they end with like maybe a date in 12 months. So let's talk about our final thoughts. Um, Jordan, I want you to go first because I want to end with a good note because I like the movie. Jordan, <laughs> what do you think? So you're like, yeah, go, go like completely rag start, on it and then come back start ragging to me. On it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah okay. Well, kind of, yeah, what I summarized at the start, like some parts of this movie are really golden. Like I have to give credit to the camera work. Like there are some really, really beautiful parts with that. Um, but mainly just like the setup of different things, um, like, the way the characters interact with each other, it just seems all too corny to make it, like, a fully enjoyable movie. Like, if you if you took everything away and just told me, like, the what the plot was going to be, it does sound exciting and it does sound good and it does sound like a good story, but unfortunately, like, the delivery of, you know, the crumbs of the story just don't, don't make it super enjoyable or super believable. I feel like it, maybe it would have had a lot more potential if directed with somebody else or if there was like a shift in the cast so for that reason i'm probably going to give it like a five out of ten what <laughs> that's insane sorry all right tony save it <laughs> snake eyes are <laughs> giving the snake yeah. eyes i'm giving the snake eyes um, give the snake eyes damn if i see this movie on blu-ray i'm for sure buying it wow it's, it's, the movie is. It's, a it's a it's a it's a it's a proper cinematic movie they don't make them like this anymore folks I'll give it a uh, solid 8 out of 10. Damn. Mm. This has probably been our most, I loved it. like, create, like contrasting... Polarizing. Yeah. Yeah. One. Go ahead, Shane. Very like, polarizing. hype it up. I'm going to go 7.5 out of 10. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, it's a good movie. Like, I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece or anything, but I, I like it. I know what it is. It's just slock. It's just, like, fun... Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. No, actually, I want to talk about Gary Sins real quick. He definitely, I think it's, I don't know if it's nostalgia reasons why I love the performance so much or that scene where there's two, he's just like, going like, just sell out, just do what you do. I think he's killing it. And, um, I don't know. I love the movie. I love Nicolas Cage mm. too. He, a great movie. Great De Palma as well. Like not the best De Palma, but 
definitely quintessential. The first twenty minutes is the best. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely De Palma, De Palma film, but I don't think Cage is a good mixture with him. He's too powerful for De Palma. Like at least, like isn't that insane that Pacino matches well with him? Like his energy complements De Palma. Yeah, it's crazy how that works. Like there, there must be like just two opposite sides of the insane spectrum, Cage and Pacino. Mm. Um, okay, so let's go to our next segment, Oscar picks. Um, I'm going to have to give it to Gary Sins now because I just talked him up. But yeah, he is definitely the most interesting character in the movie. Deep, uh, great performance, and yeah, as I said, definitely drove the suspense. I'm going to give it to De Palma for Best Direction. Mm. Only for the first 20 minutes. That's Oscar worthy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, yeah. Jordan? So, so, Tony, hold up, Tony. Do you think... Uh, De Palma was burnt out for the rest of the film. That's what I said before. Yeah, like, that, that he's saying that, like he just does not care anymore. He was, he was like, "Fuck, that was actually really hard. It looks amazing, but I can't do this for the whole fucking movie." He might still try, but you think he was just you no? Know, he was just burnt out. Yeah, I think he burnt out. Yeah, I okay. think no one was appreciating what he was doing. What the hell are you talking? About? He wasn't released it. yet, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I thought we'd do kind of Mission Impossible. No, he put, yeah, we will. He just knows. He's unappreciated, for sure. Right. Look at all that buddy Scorsese. Do you know that Nicolas Cage and De Palma are going to re-team up to do a Howard Hughes movie? Did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. Was that and then fucking of, DiCaprio did become an aviator, fucking Scorsese did it. Did it. <laughs> yeah, the aviator. Yeah. Aviator is a great movie, too. Yeah, but imagine um, De Palma and Nick Cage doing the aviator. Or mm, a version of that. I don't know. DiCaprio is probably the better actor, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, as I said, like, what Jordan said before really resonated with me. He is his own entity, Cage's. If you have a movie with Cage, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. That kind of, that's what kind of power he has. Just like De Niro. Yeah, I'm trying to think about every support and, support and role. And, like, Kiss of Death, he's supporting, but he steals that movie yeah. like a motherfucker. But, like, there's only a few movies where Scorsese overrides De Niro. Like, would you say Goodfellas? Well, he's not the lead in that. All right, let's look at the full exercise. Um... What movies with De Niro and Martin Scorsese are De Niro movies? So I'm going to say, oh, can you even say Raging Bull? Who's his, whose movie's that? No, that's still a Scorsese movie. All right. Cape Fear? Maybe Taxi Driver. When I think of Taxi Driver, I just think of De Niro. I, I think Cape forwards. Fear is definitely De Niro. That's probably like the number one. Yeah, it's one. A De Niro too. Yeah. Nothing else is jumping to mind. Casino is definitely Scorsese. Mm. Um. Yeah, interesting. All right, so Jordan, sorry, sorry, we keep like going weird. Little loops. <laughs> you're okay, you're okay. I was letting you guys get it out of your system. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jordan, who you're giving your Oscar to? I don't know Suspense now because, here. like, yeah, nothing. I get nothing. Carla. Really me she away. got the Golden Girl. Oh, can I? Okay, yeah, best supporting Hell actress. Yeah. She yeah. did good. She she really drove like like a good element of the movie. Like it, this is like it was missing a female. Like yeah, it was missing, like female energy. From the and movie. you know what? I think, I think if she wasn't overshadowed by Cage's performance a lot of the time, I think like she would have, you would have recognized like it was a bit better than like initial. She was doing a great job. She was doing a great job. Yeah. As I said, like you have that weight of Cage in the scene, but he totally lost the plot. This is like what year was uh, Gone in sixty seconds. There's one scene where he's I like... Think, Shane, I don't think he lost the plot. I, I think he was always like this. He didn't never cha- it never changed. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, you know Pacino with his like, cocaine shit, Scarface, when he lost it. Yeah. Um, oh, no. 
That's or it. cruising, even. <laughs> Doesn't matter. All right. So let's. So we end the podcast the same way. We're free to close the next episode. The theme was dice, but we also we should retroactively change it flashbacks. to flashbacks. Flashbacks. Or sequels. Um, sequels. So it's my pick for three movies. Ooh. What you going to do? Are we doing do? a fan pick or not? No, no, no fan pick. Because I don't think we... No, I, I, I want to cover... We have no fans anymore. <laughs> we have no fans. I should have what? a fan we, pick. We have, we do have literally ones lined up. I know you're going to need one's for lined a fact. We've got one lined up, but I don't want to do it yet. We'll do it at the end of this, this series. Because um, I just want to cover this movie. Because I've been thinking about it, and it's one of my favourites. Um, only, I've only watched it recently as well. Like, within the last two years, I think I've watched it. Um, so, I'll give you some, some clues first. So, first clue... Is it's technically two female leads? Technically, it two. is two. <gasps> technically, um, Practical Magic. No, the Parent Trap. Whatever. Nope. The Parent Trap. Yeah, no, nope. it's. Oh, uh, so the technically is playing hard here. Is that the bit? No, no. Technically, there's two. The two lead actors are playing. No, like, I'm the just lead saying actors the lead actors. Right? No, no, I'm not saying that. The two leads, yes, two leads are female. But what do you say technically? Well, because it's like when I think about it, it's like it doesn't matter. Just disregard me saying technically. So the next bit is it's a foreign movie, hundred percent foreign. Is it a popular it foreign movie? Sisters? Oh my god! Nope. Is it? Is it, it is my neighbor Totoro? Nope. Shut up. Is it the call? It is the call. Oh fuck yeah! Now I'm keen for this. Yeah. yeah. The call. Um, Netflix. Netflix movie. <laughs> it's on Netflix. This is like probably the biggest sleeper hit I've watched in so long. Where me and Tony are trying to like pick movies to watch on Netflix, which is very rare. Me and Tony normally have like you find a good one. You yeah. find a good one. It's so, so rare. And Tony's like, we just I think you've said like a couple of shitty fucking movies. As in like and Netflix like, this, produced movies. This is before yeah mm. yeah. This is mm-hmm. before the podcast started. Um, me and Tony were just trying to pick a movie, and we didn't like horror, right? And we knew this is after Parasite, so we wanted to watch something like like good, but like underheard, I guess. And, like, we couldn't find anything that was on Netflix. And Tony's like, let's do The Call. I'm like, what the fuck is this trash? And like, we watched the trailer. I think it was like, this is, looks fucking scary as fuck. And, like, we ended up watching it and it was just jaw-dropping, like, thought-provoking, like, twisty-ass plot. And, like, it's a, technically a remake too, which sucks. Because some, I, I know a premise is very similar, like, an American movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's a great tra- time travel horror. Yeah, time travel horror, and but that lead performance by that's the your thing, killer. right? What time travel horror? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be oddly specific, but sure. Oh, when, totally you, when you hear the next, the next movie, one. when you hear the next movie, Tony, you'll probably get it. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, get, get keen for the call because we have a lot to talk about, and I love. I it. am keen for that one. Like, yeah, I am keen. it's great. I love Korean movies. That's one of the okay. So let's um. How would you guys end this movie, Snake Eyes? And you can't go back to the original ending with a flood. Unless you really want to re- re- resurrect, <laughs> resurrect uh, the original ending. Um, Tony, you want to go first? You got to get have it where he just gets away scot free. I want to do. He takes the million dollars and screws over, <laughs> kills Julia. Um, is her oh, name Julia? Yeah, yeah, Julia Costello. That's, that's my ending. That's what. He, that's how he should have ended it. All right. So he betrays, and just there's no point for the movie. Just shows you the world's full shit people. Um, Damn. But yeah. All right. At least the friendship. Prevails friendship, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like the fox and the hound does; they become they're still mm. friends at the end. I like that the comp between them two. <laughs> I'm trying to think that you could also have Cage be the hound as well. Oh no, you need no, no, you need him to be the hound because he's more like Cage is versatile. He can play like any role. He play the villain hero, mm. but he doesn't play that many villains. 
All right, so Jordan, how, how would you end the movie? The part where he tries to hit on Julia at the end, I just I just want her to pull back and be like, wait a minute, didn't I see you in the paper for a coke addiction? And he's like, oh. <laughs> and then she's like, no, nah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. So the way I'll end it is probably just change the climax, have him go to a room where that floating camera is and he's like, here's the girl. Like, what are you going to do to it? Like, oh. you didn't need to know. And like pretty much trick him into confessing. And it's live TV. Right? It's live TV, yeah. And he like goes out, walks out with the girl. And that Kevin Dunn's there because they kind of like set him up as like, you know, he's like little buddy. You know, yeah, so, not Kevin Dunn. Dude. Kevin Dunn, the actor. So the Lou actor, Logan, yeah. the pay-per-view interviewer. He's like there. And like he gets his big break as well. Like, what's happening? No, here, no. Right? They said the movie. They said the movie. Yeah. So it just makes it more Santero's outsmarted him instead of some like lucky coincidence. You got snake eyes. <laughs> yeah, snake eyes. I recorded you. Yeah. This is what like, we the snake eye camera. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit. And, and, um, but anyway, so let's go to our deadly puns. Ooh. Let's go for our deaths. We got some guys shot in the neck, some guys shooting himself in the chest. All pistol shots, right? All pistol shots. Does that um, have something to do with what pun you're going to use right now? You could even use a pun for him punching the wall as well, if you can think of one. For extra points. If you guys think of one of that, you get an extra point. Uh, my, my pun is this. He's like, we're, we're a team, right? Ricky, we're a team? And he's like, no. There's no we. You got snake eyes. You really broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> he <shoots himself> <laughs> I like your impression of Nick Cage. That, yeah, I kind of, I could hear that. You got snake eyes, man. <laughs> you speak like California, man. Um, okay, so my one's gonna be Nick Cage and Julia. This like she's like he's looking at her ass. So the guy gets shot in the neck, and Gary Sins is like, "God damn it! What the fuck happened?" And she's like, "Oh no, he, he was gonna be a whistleblower. Too bad he can't talk." <laughs> what the fuck? You better delete that shit. Yeah. You better fucking delete that shit. What well, I'm trying to think of that? a pun with like a whistleblower with like I like to see a whistle without a throat. That's what I should have said. Well, uh, damn. Like, because this guy was going to talk, right? And he got shot in the throat. So there's something there. I just couldn't think of anything. Oh, yeah, how about this? How about this? Okay, and this is not a, uh, this is not a uh, killer pun. This is uh, just a pun from the movie. He goes, they're in the elevator. So Ned Campbell, Julia, a making out, whatever. He's in the thing. Clicks to floor 38. Looks over to him and is like, well, I'll ask you what floor, but it looks like, looks like she's going down. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't want to laugh that's immediately not... to give you like the points and the satisfaction. But that's like, not it too was bad. Good. Right? It was all right. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. I told you to say one, Jordan. You have to say one now. I'm, I'm so struggling. I'm, I'm like really. I wrecked my I brain ha- too. I got, I, got, I got half of one. Yeah, well, the throat like, is the throat one, right? Ke- Kevin does a gun to one. um. <laughs> Kevin does a gun to Rick Centro. It is like snake eyes. You lose. He's like, look again. I've old Jumanji. That's good. That's good. I think we should end on that note. But yeah, please. I I literally am so stumped today. I feel like I've got mad. But there is one. There's definitely one where like I'll do Jordan's one. Gary since walks out, um, and there's two. These two goons are there. He's like, I've been shot. Uh, I've been shot. He's like, No, you've been stabbed in the back, and shoots him again. Yeah, that's not bad. See, that's good. Yeah. Or we'd be like, you know but, shit, you've been shot, I just shot you. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good too. But I, 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 I will end with the Jumanji one. That Jumanji one was peak. 
Yeah, it depends <laughs> on film. <laughs> All right. That's a, good, that's a good exit. That's a low bar. Right. I've got to go. My wife needs me to believe her. My wife. Good episode. Happy almost birthday. Of course I'm still coming. I'm going to be there when it turns midnight. Oh, yes, yes. I'm bringing something with me. Uh, it's a surprise. Well, if I told you then, that's right, baby. No. No way. I'm not going to give you a hint. No. Shameless. Monique, you can't say that on a sofa. Yummy. All right, I will give you a hint. I know you really want one, and it's going to keep you very, very warm. Uh, give me five seconds, I'll call you back. Hey, Jimmy George, wait up a sec. Hey, come on, Rick, I got people hey, waiting. That's for Tyler! Me. <laughs> what are you looking at? That's Tyler! Where do you think you're going?